Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really happy to be here today to share the Word of God and to speak of the revelations that I received. And before before I start, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer. So let's all humble ourselves and let's all go before the Lord and and you know let's let's pray in faith because the Word of God says that whatever thing it is that we ask. You know, in the name of Jesus, if we will believe, then we will receive. So as we're praying, I encourage all of you to have faith and know that God will hear and he'll answer because he's a God that is eager to save. He's a God that desires to be with his people, to show his people his wonders and his glory. So let's pray. Let's repent and let's put the full arm of God and let's ask the Lord to minister to every single one of us because it is only he that, because he's the word of God and only Jesus Christ can can minister, only he can 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 allow his word to go forth as it should because all power belongs to him because we're all nothing but jesus is everything so let's pray Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we all humbly come before you. Father, I pray that you forgive all of us of all of our sins and all of our iniquities, O oh God. I pray that you cleanse our hearts, our souls, our minds, and our and, and all and, and, and our spirits, Father God. All sin, all evil, all darkness, all iniquity that is in us. In the name of Jesus, I bind and I cast it out of every single one of us right now. In the name of Jesus, remove all evil out of all of us. Forgive us for all of our sins, O oh Lord. Let there be no evil, let there be no darkness, let there be no unrighteousness in us. Father, whatever is in us that is not of you, remove it, wash it all off. With your blood, O God. Oh Father God, bless all of us, strengthen us, fill us with your presence. O oh God, fill us with your Holy Spirit. O oh God, fill us with your anointing. O oh God, rain down your power. God, rain down your glory. O oh God, rain down your supernatural essence. Rain down your presence. O oh Father God, rain down your Shekinah glory. O oh God, fill us with your power, O oh Father God. I pray that you would cause your will to be done in every single one of us. O oh Father God, I pray and I ask that whatever Satan is planning against any one of us, that you would break and that you would cause it to be broken down. That whatever Satan is planning against it, that you would not let it come to pass. You would cause all of our enemies to stumble. Father God, you are a miracle working God. O oh Father God, your supernatural power knows no limits. I pray that, Father, you would release your presence right now upon all of us, Father God. And that you would break the yokes of Satan. You would break the spells and the works of divination and witchcraft. You would break all the works of Satan against all of us right now in Jesus' name. Oh God, lead us and guide us. Lead us and guide us. Lead us and guide us. Oh Jesus, restore us. Restore our hearts. Restore our minds, our souls, and our spirits, Jesus. Jesus, make everything new in our lives. Oh Jesus, lead us and guide us in all that we do. Everywhere we go, whatever thing it is that we say. Oh Lord, I pray that you would lead us. You would lead us. You would lead us. And that your will would be done in all of our lives. Oh God, I pray that whatever demon, whatever work of Satan, whatever power of darkness is coming up against any one of us or my any one of my brothers and my sisters. Oh God, bring it down right now in the name of Jesus because your word says when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh Father God, bring down, collapse every work of Satan in the lives of all my brothers and sisters that are listening. Oh Holy Spirit, break every chain, break every chain. Oh Jesus, consume the works of all of our enemies by your fire. Oh Father God, rain down your power and your glory in your anointing. Oh God, consume the works of our enemies right now in the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, deliver all those that want to be delivered, all those that have a heart. Father, that yearn to be delivered. Father, deliver them so that they can get close to you. Deliver people so that they can draw nearer and nearer to you, O Lord. O Father God, and fill us all with your Holy Spirit. O Father God, as you will be speaking to us, Father God, open our ears to hear your words today. O Father, I thank you and I bless your wonderful, glorious, holy name, O Lord, there is none like you. In all the heavens and in all the earth, Lord, there is none like you. O to you ascribe all glory, all praise, and all honor. You are the first 
first and the last. You are the beginning and the end. Oh, you are the Prince of Peace. You are the Alpha and the Omega. Oh, God, nothing compares to you, O oh Lord. Your word says that in an arsenal, the Lord, there is an arrow of victory. Oh, Father God, I pray that you shoot, Father God, that arrow of victory, Father God, in this battlefield, Father God, and claim that victory, Father God, and bless us with that victory right now. Oh, Father God, we receive your spirit. We receive your spirit to be victorious. We receive your spirit to be conquered because I know they've made us conquerors. Oh, Lord, you've made us more than conquerors. Oh, God, I thank you. We receive your spirit. Oh, God, pour out your anointing. Holy Spirit, thank you. Stop the works of Satan. Stop the works of Satan. Stop the works of Satan. Father God, stop the works of all demons and all evil coming up against any one of us right now. Father God, stop them. Stop them in their tracks. Oh, God, break their legs. Oh, God, cripple them. Oh, Father God, paralyze the works of Satan against all of us right now. Oh, Father God, disconnect all satanic activity. Lord, that is going on, Lord, in our lives right now. I break the works of Satan. I command all demons to flee. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind all darkness in the life of anyone that is listening, and I cast it out into the pits of hell. I then mention in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Holy Spirit, let your presence overcome the darkness. Let your light rise up so mightily in us, Father God. I pray that, Father God, you would cause your power to rise up in the world. Oh, Father God, pour out your spirit upon all of us that are hungry and yearning for you. Oh, God, rain down your anointing. Oh, God, rain down your presence, oh God. Oh, Holy Spirit, rain down your holy fire, Father God, rain down your anointing. Oh God, strengthen us, lead and guide us, let your will be done in us. Let us not fall, let us not stumble. God, let us not be broken, oh Father God, let us not be weakened, but let us be made strong in you. Father God, I pray that right now that your Holy Spirit would move and move and break the yokes and break the chains. Holy Spirit, touch everyone that is listening right now. Father God, use us all for your glory. Oh Father God, pour out your Spirit, restore, restore your people, God, to who they once were in you, Father, cause your people not to falter, cause your people not to stumble. Oh Father God, I pray that you pour a blessing from heaven upon your people. Father God, all those that are sick, Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus that you'd heal them. Oh Father God, heal your people right now in the name of Jesus. Let your anointing fall upon them right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch them right now. Holy Spirit, move, move, move. Holy Spirit, move in their rooms, Holy Spirit, right now. Wherever they are, move, move in their families, move in their lives, oh Holy Spirit, and change them, because you're the only one that can change. Holy Spirit, pour your spirit, because without your spirit, O oh Lord Jesus, we cannot do anything. Because, Father God, it is not by might, not by power, but it is by your spirit. So, Holy Spirit, move in us, because it is only through you that we're alive, and can breathe, and can do all that we can. It is all you, O oh Lord, that allows us to do all these things. And Lord, we just want to thank you and praise and bless your name for this wonderful program. We just want to thank you for this time that you've given us to share your word and to share your beauties, your beauties and your glory. Oh God, there is none like you in all the heavens and in all the earth. There is none like you, God, Jesus. Father God, there is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you. No one else is like you, Jesus. You stand alone, Jesus. You stand alone and we stand amazed. We bow at your feet, O oh God. We glorify you for your amazing wonders and your amazing signs and glorious majesty, God. We praise you. O oh, Holy Spirit, thank you, God. We just want to glorify your name. O oh God, we thank you, we thank you, we love you, we love you, we praise you. We thank you, O oh Jesus, we thank you, O oh Jesus, we thank you, O oh Jesus, we thank you, O oh Jesus. We thank you, O oh Jesus, we thank you, O oh Jesus, we thank you, O oh Jesus. Yes, brothers and sisters, let's just repent. Let's, let's all just fill in my heart. Let's just continue to repent. Let's ask the Lord to break every chain and every yoke of Satan. 
every bondage that is over anyone right now that is listening, every work of Satan, every spell, just ask the Lord to remove it. And and you know you know God has given us that power. He's given us the power. You know, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. So whatever it is you're going through, whether it's a demonic oppression, if you're feeling um you know oppressions come in so many forms. You could be oppressed by demons in ways where you could feel sadness, weakness, you could feel disease, you could feel like, you know, depression. You could feel, um, let's say, very uncomfortable, or you could be oppressed in a way that will even cause you to sin. But whatever oppression that it is, God has the power to break right now. So right now, let's just ask the Lord to forgive us, and let's ask the Lord to break chains and yokes and, and works of Satan that are oppressing anyone. If there's anyone in your family that you know that is also being oppressed, just mention their name to the Lord and ask the Lord to break the chains of oppression. Because there, there, there are demons that do these things. Demons, you know, for every single person, as long as you're made and created in God's image, you know, Satan is doing all he can to make sure that you go to hell. So it's not like Satan is attacking some people and leaving some people out. Well, there's different measures, there's different levels of attacking that he's releasing. Let's say for someone that's a Christian, he's releasing a lot more, um, a lot more demonic attack on them than someone, let's say, that is not. But either way, he's he's trying to attack everyone because he's doing his best to make sure that every single person goes to hell. Because he, he doesn't love anyone. He, there's just hate and darkness in him to destroy all things. So... All as Christians, we just have to make sure that we keep praying. The Lord wants us to, to keep a constant communication, a constant communion and fellowship of prayer that never stops, that never ends. The bride of Christ will has to pray. The bride of Christ is, is a bride that is always constantly united with, with, her, with her bridegroom, that is Jesus. And they're always one. Their, their spirits and their minds are always communicating and they're always united as one in holiness. So right now, let's just let's just pray. Let's pray for the Lord to forgive us, and let's ask the Lord to break every curse, every chain, and every yoke, and to remove every device of Satan, because there are devices of Satan that Satan will put into people. I have seen such things, like sometimes I see things that oppress people in the spirit, like these sometimes like parasites, like these black like black maggot things that I see that you know the enemy puts on people. Some of them are lustful oppressions. Some of them are oppressions of, you know, of, 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 of anything, greed, jealousy, sin. So right now, let's repent and let's break these things right now. Because, you know, when you're, when you're delivered, when the Lord sets you free, it's much easier to, to, to hear Him because there is not as much evil blocking you and preventing you. Because the demon, sin, blocks your ears. It makes, it makes you blind because it makes it stops you from seeing and it makes you deaf. And it makes you weak. But when you repent, God washes it away. So you're able to hear and know what God wants you to know at this moment. So it's very important that, that we repent. We repent constantly. Don't ever think you finish repenting. Because as long as you're on this earth, you'll always need to repent. Until you're changed into your glorified form. Or until you know, you, you're know you done on this earth. Your time on this earth is up. You'll always need to repent. Because you know the Bible says all of us have sinned. All, all of us are in this flesh. This flesh is always sinning. So we just need to keep repenting. Never ever stop repenting or never ever think that you have finished repenting. Always repent because when you repent of sin, there's still hidden sin inside you that you think you've repented of, but there's still some sins in there. There's still some things in there that are still wrong that you probably don't know of. That's why you should still keep repenting because the more you repent, the more the Lord shows shows you how much He's changing you because in our body... In our, in our physical body, that, that, that is as we are. There is so much sin that is hidden in our body that sometimes it's really, like, it's staggering 
it's because God has shown this to me, how there's so much sin hidden in our bodies that we don't even know. There's just so much sin. But our minds think that it's not sin, but to God it's sin. That's why we can't, we cannot ever stop repenting. Repentance is so important. If if you want to see the Lord, if you want to stand in the presence of the Lord, if you if if you want to have a communion, if you if you want to be a bride, you have to make sure that you never stop repenting. Don't ever think you repented and you repented enough. You can never repent enough as long as you're in this fleshly body. You can never. Because, you know, we're all trying to be perfect. We're not in a perfect body yet. We're still incorruptible. And because we're still incorruptible, we have to keep repenting. And keep being humble. So let's repent right now. Let's ask the Lord to break chains and yokes of demonic oppressions right now. So that we can hear Him more and know what He wants us to do. So so we're led by His Spirit in a much clearer and, a, and in a much easier way. So let's pray that right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive all of us of all of our sins and our iniquities, O God. Father God, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, O Lord Jesus. We repent. We repent of all of our iniquities, all unclean thoughts, Father God. All unclean words that have come out of our mouths, O Jesus. Whatever whatever door we've opened to sin, whatever door we've opened to a demon, whatever whatever time that we have been jealous or envious or prideful or arrogant or lustful or sexually moral in any way, O God, we all repent. Forgive us of our sins, O Lord Jesus, because the word says, Father, without holy Father God, no one will see you, Father God. So, Jesus, Jesus, please help us to repent. Put in us a spirit of repentance, Father God. Oh, Father God, how can we see if there's still sin in us? So, Father, please take our sins away. Take our sins away from every single one of us, from the from our heads, Father God. Father God, to our hearts, Father God, to our souls, our minds, our flesh. Remove everything by your blood, because there is no power, Father God, that is, that is as great as your power, as your blood, Jesus. So, Jesus, with your power, wash us clean. Wash us clean, Father. Wash us clean with your blood. We receive, we receive, we receive the cleansing that you give to us, Father God, as your children. Oh, cleanse us, oh Jesus, with your blood, oh Jesus. We repent, oh Jesus, cleanse us. Oh, let your blood come down. Let it wash all sin out of every single person. Father God, that wants to be changed, wash all of us. Let there be no sin remaining. Let it be device of Satan. Let every oppression of every demon, every warlock, every spell, every incantation, every work of Satan, Father God, that is not of you, Father God, that will stop us from going to heaven. That is making us unclean. Father, I pray they'd wash it all away. Wash it all away because you're a God that desires that we all be clean because without being holy, Father, we cannot stand in your presence. So God, make us holy. Father, make us holy. Father God, make us holy. Make us holy. Oh, Holy Spirit, make us holy. Oh, Jesus, make us holy. Oh, God, make us holy. Oh, Lord, cleanse us. Cleanse us of all of our sins and all of our iniquities. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, cleanse us. Cleanse us of all that is not of you. Oh, Lord, we repent. Oh, God, we repent of all of our sins and all of our iniquities. Oh, Lord, let there be no sin. We repent. Oh, Father God, we repent. So let us turn away from all sin and all evil and all iniquity, oh God. Oh, God, let us not sin against you. Let us never sin against you. Let us turn away from all sin, all evil, and all unrighteousness. Oh, God, have mercy on us. And Jesus, forgive us. We repent. Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us all. Jesus, forgive all of us of all of our sins and our iniquities. Oh, Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us of all of our sins, oh, Lord Jesus. Forgive all of us of all of our sins. Jesus, have mercy. Turn our sins away. Wash all of us away. Wash our sins away. Wash our sins away, Jesus. Turn all our sins away from us, Father God. Make us holy, humble, and pleasing to you, O God. O God, we repent of all of our sins and our iniquities. God, let every sin leave every single one that is right here, Father God. Father God, everyone that, that, that agrees and, Father God, willingly repents, take their sins away from them. Father God, if there's a sickness, forgive them, Father God, and let them be healed. Father God, if there's a demon, forgive them, Father God, and let that demon come out right now. 
Father God, forgive them, cleanse them, cleanse them, cleanse them, cleanse us all, cleanse us all, oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, cleanse all of us, cleanse us all, cleanse all of us, in Jesus' name. We repent in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray thanksgiving. Amen. And after repenting, this is one very, very crucial, important point that Christians need to make sure that they always remember. The moment after you repent, you have to make sure that you ask the Lord to, 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 you ask the Lord this. You ask the Lord to help you make sure, to help you to close every single door that, that, that you opened, every single door that you have opened. Ask the Lord to help you close it. And then after you're done asking the Lord to help you close it, you have to make sure that you ask the Lord to fill you with more of His Spirit. You have to ask the Lord to, to pour more of His anointing, more of His Holy Spirit in you, so that you know, you're not going to repeat that same sin anymore. And to help you overcome this sin permanently. Permanently, so that you don't re- so that you don't repeat this sin. Because you know, God wants to save us and deliver us. But you know, He doesn't want us to return to our, vo- to our vomit. And when He takes sin away from you, he doesn't want that sin to return. Because what it is is this. When a demon, you know, when a demon leaves someone, okay, it goes around and then, you know, it, like, it, it goes around and then it seeks for a place, you know, to, to dwell. And when it comes back, it comes back with seven times stronger demons. So meaning is that when the Lord delivers you for, from a sin, because it's mostly demons. Like, a lot of sins people commit, people, it's, it's just demons. Demons are, well, a lot of demons are just, it's just demons. So, when the Lord delivers you when you repent and the Lord washes your sin away and removes that demon, you have to make sure that you let the Holy Spirit fill that void of that demon. Because, you know, the demon, they occupy a part of your spirit. And let's say if it was, your, let's say if it was a part of your spirit, let's say your hand, let's say the, the demons occupied a part of your spirit, where let's say you, you were a thief because the demon of, of, of stealing came into you and you just kept stealing and lying. And the Lord delivered you from this demon. You have to make sure that you let the Holy Spirit fill you up with His righteousness and His truth and His honesty, so that you stop stealing. Because, because when a demon leaves, and when when a demon gets removed, and if that if that person does not go back to 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 ask for more of God in them, or if that person does not pray to receive more and more, more and more of the Holy Spirit to fill that void there's a very strong probability that that demon will easily come back. There's a very strong probability. Because the Bible says this, that Satan goes around seeking whom he may devour. And without the Holy Spirit, it's very, it's, 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 without the Holy Spirit, it's literally impossible to overcome Satan. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can help you overcome Satan. Because you have to understand, Satan, you know, he was once a, a great strong angel, and then he fell. But when he fell, it's like the Lord has allowed him to keep power to do a lot of evil things. And, and as human beings right now, we're very weak and very feeble, so we can't do anything on our own. We need to completely depend and trust in God. When we do, we're able to overcome everything. That's why God wants us to trust in Him. But you have to make sure that when you repent of your sin, this is a very crucial part. Ask the Holy Spirit to... To close every door that you open to that sin. Because open doors will allow demons to come into you to make you sin. So you close those open doors. That's one point. Yes, you ask the Lord to close that door to that sin. And you also ask Him to fill you with His Holy Spirit. So that so that 
you know, when he folds you up so that he changes, he changes like that sinful desire in your flesh, he turns it to good. So that that way, it's like you grow in the spirit. Because the thing is, whatever that stop, it's like as a human, you're, you're a vessel. And, you know, as a vessel, it's like you, you, it's very hard to be empty for a long time. Because as a vessel, you're, you're either, you're always filled with something. You're either filled with light or filled with darkness. Because we're, we're vessels. And the way we're vessels, like spirits, you know, like, we're vessels and spirits will dwell in us as a human being and you know you either allow the holy spirit to dwell in you or the spirit of satan to dwell in you because we're, we're a vessel we're all like god made us he made us like we're, we're vessels and you know we do have our will but either way because we're vessels spirits will come in and dwell in us and with us so it's like you either allow the holy spirit to dwell in you to take over a vessel or you allow Satan's spirit. So make sure that when the demon comes out of you, you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you even more. And you ask the Holy Spirit to help you to make sure that you never return to that sin. And you make sure that you pray this constantly because the same sins that you fall by will be the same sins that Satan will use to make you fall again. It's like when, when the demon leaves, that same demon tries to come back even stronger. So if you're struggling with a sin because it's your, it's your weakness, you have to know that Satan will keep attacking you, especially with, if that sin is what really makes you fall. Then he's going to keep attacking you with that same sin over and over again because you realize that you'll keep getting into that same sin over and over again. It's like you come out and then you keep going back. You come out of your sin and then you keep going back into your sin because Satan will use that same specific sin because if a demon leaves, it doesn't give up. It, it, it looks it looks to try to come back. Satan always, you know, Satan doesn't give up. He's always fighting. He's always doing all that he can. So as Christians, we have to make sure that whenever a demon leaves you, like whenever you repent, after you repent, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up even more, to give you more strength. Because what it means is that now the demon knows that you overcame him. So what they're going to do is that they're going to try to come back stronger. The next attack you face with that demon or the next demonic attack you face will will probably be stronger than when you previously went through. And you need more of the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to keep growing. Because if you're not growing, then there's a very high likelihood that you're going to fall to the attack of, of that demon. So I want all of you to just make sure that, you know, as you repent, you, you, you do your best to to complete your repentance. You, you, make, you do all you can to ask the Lord to help you turn away from your sins completely. When you ask the Lord to, to deliver you from whatever demon or whatever sin, when the demon leaves, ask the Lord to, to fill you up with His Spirit, more of His Spirit. Ask the Lord to, 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 to give you more of Him because that demon, when that, that demon that left, the truth is that demon is planning on coming back. Just so you know, that demon is planning on coming back. And if you, if you open that door again, that demon will come back seven times stronger and it's going to get harder to, be, to even get saved because that's where a lot of people, when they struggle with sin, God brings them out but usually when god brings them out and they go back into their sin it's very hard for them to come out of their sin that's why if you're if you're delivered from a sin please don't give in don't ever go back because when you go back to your sin it's so much harder to get deliverance again because this time it's so much stronger it's like seven times stronger and you realize it's so much harder to fight it's so much harder and sometimes people give up and when people give up they go to hell that's why it's very, very important that as Christians, you make sure that when you repent, you, 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 you never stop repenting. And when you repent, you ask God to close that door. Because the moment you have that open door again, that, that demon is coming straight into you. 
and I mean, I, I feel that to talk about this because a lot of people don't know this because a lot of people don't know that we're at, because the, the Bible does say we're fighting against demons and principalities, you know, evil wickedness in high places. A lot of people think it's just normal or it's a psychologic, you know, or or it's a um it's something physical, but no, it's not because th this world, the, the true forces behind are God and the force of Satan, and you know, it's like we have to make sure that you know don't be ignorant of the devil's devices because. You know, you know, for lack of wisdom, so many people perish. A lot of people will fall into darkness because they know so little. So you have to make sure that you're willing to learn. And humility is very important for every Christian to make sure that they have, because we all know nothing. We don't, so we never know. We never know anything because God's wisdom is so great. Because when you think you know something, compared to God's wisdom, what you know it's like nothing. It's not even a grain of rice compared to God's wisdom. It's it's nothing, because God's wisdom just has no end. Because even the angels, they've been with God. God has given them great wisdom. But the wisdom that they have is absolutely nothing compared to what God knows. That's why we have to keep being humble. And, you know, if the Lord, we have to be like children. If the Lord tells us like, tells us to do something or teaches us something, we trust His word with everything that we have and everything that we are. We don't, we don't assume, we don't, we don't, you know, have our own assumptions and go our own way or trust our own way. Because that will lead us into darkness. That will lead us into hell. So, brothers and sisters, I encourage all of you to please make sure that once, you know, you repent and ask the Lord to remove sin from you, ask the Lord, and don't just do this once. Do this, like, every day, every hour, as much as you can, all the time. Because I'm telling you, you know, sin is at the door. Sin is at the door, seeking to come. And sin is, is just at the door. It's waiting for you to open up your heart. Sin is just at the, at, it's just at the end. Sin is literally like at the entrance of the door. When you just open that door of your heart to sin, it comes right in. And sometimes when it comes right in, people just lose everything. People just you know lose everything because it's like because that's how it is. When you don't have God, or when you're disobedient, you will pay for the consequences. If you repent, God will forgive you. But sometimes when sin grips people, it's so hard for them to repent. That's why you, when it grips you, it's sometimes it's really hard to repent. That's why you have to make sure that, you know, you you don't open up any door to sin because once sin comes in, it's so sometimes it's it's very hard to get rid of it. Some some sins when they come in, it's very hard to get rid of. That's why some people can have addictions, addictions for thirty years, for forty years, for fifty years, for ten years. Only God knows. But people could be struggling with sins for so long. And and they know it's wrong, and they're trying. Even pastors, it could be anyone, even especially the pastors, because the pastors are the ones that even Satan attacks the most. When sin gets hold of someone, like someone that you know repented, and if they went back to their sin, it's much harder. So, I'm trying to teach or talk to talk about something here that, um, once you repent of a sin, or once you ask the Lord to deliver you from something, do your best to make sure that you never go back, because when you go back. I'm telling you, there's a high probability that you will never come back. When God delivers you from a sin, and you go back to your sin, the Bible teaches that, yes, brothers and sisters, it's very, very serious. Uh, we all have to make sure that we take every warning of, uh, from the Holy Spirit and the Lord very, very serious, because it's about, you know, it's, it's, li it's life and death here. Because if, if, if people, you know, keep repenting and keep going back to their sin, and when it keeps happening, sometimes what happens is that their their conscience could get seared because sometimes they keep going back and they could be overwhelmed with demons so much to the point that 
their conscience could could just uh, could just get seared. They could be because re- then when you get rebellious, it's like when you when you when you when you get rebellious, it's like you you keep going against God, and when you keep going against God, and you know you keep doing what you're not supposed to do. If you're not careful, you could end up blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, there's no forgiveness. So it's very important that when the Lord corrects you, you have to make sure that you listen and you obey because, you know, the Lord is God and He's our Father and He knows what is right and perfect for us. And, you know, He wants us to be holy because the Word of God teaches that without holiness, no one will see God. No one will see God because how can the blind man see? And sin makes you blind. So if you're if you're blind, how can you see? And not just that alone. Sin just prevents you from being able to be in God's presence because when you sin you get pushed out of God's presence and you go down into darkness like Satan when he sinned he got pushed out of God's presence out of heaven and he got he got you know he, he right now he's thrown into hell and you know he's right now he's you know he's he's free to you know go through the earth and 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 go through hell and stuff right now God is allowing him but then his end is going to be in the lake of fire as we all know so we have to make sure that we take the Lord's warnings very seriously. When the Lord corrects you, don't ever, ever plan on going back or don't allow yourself to go back. You know, it's better to have your hand cut off or your eye gouged out or taking a part of your body off that causes you to sin. Because if you go back to sin, you will lose your you will you will lose your entire life. You lose everything. And if you die, everything, you're losing everything. Because it's better to have maybe, that's why Jesus explained that, it's better to have your hand cut off if it makes you sin. Because, you know, it's just your physical hand. After all, when you're in your glorified body, you're going to get everything back. You're going to get your hand back and everything. You're going to get a perfect body. Because, you know, a glorified body is perfect. If your hand is cut off physically, it doesn't mean you're in your glorified body you're going to have your hand cut off. It doesn't mean that at all. No, your glorified body is your perfected form. It's the form that is in the image of God. And the image of God has no problem. It has no sickness or no disease. So it's your perfect spirit that is made in the image of God. So it doesn't matter if... So what I'm trying to tell you here is this. If it causes you pain to, to please God, then do it. Let's say pain and fasting. Because fasting will really help you really get so close to the Lord. And I know it's it's painful sometimes. Because sometimes having to go without food, I know it's painful. But, you know, Jesus went through it. Every You know, all the people that were, when you read the Bible, it teaches that people that were called by God, they had to go through some form of suffering. The Lord did let them go through some form of suffering. And, you know, suffering, it brings a very great glory to God. Because, you know, in heaven there's no suffering, there's no pain. But on earth we can suffer for God. And this is what a brother in Christ was telling me. And, was letting me and, and when he spoke to me, I really saw how the Lord was letting me understand that it's a blessing to even suffer here on earth for the Lord because the reward you get is so great. Because, you know, in heaven, everyone, there's nothing, you know, there's no suffering there. But even there in heaven, you get so many blessings. So how much more on earth when you suffer here? That's why the reward that the Lord gives to the people that are on earth and go through so much for God their reward is just so great. It's so tremendous. It's so I mean so tremendous. They, God gives them so much because of what they go through. Because God gets because that, the glory that is given to God is so precious to him. Because in heaven you can't go through all that pain and suffering and all that weeping and pain like on earth. But in earth you can. So when you do it and above all that you're still able to stand and love God. It makes him so happy because he sees that you're standing out for him. You're giving him your all. He knows how hard it is, but he sees that you're still fighting to please him. 
And when you do that, so much glory is given to God. God gets so happy. That's why I encourage all of you to do your best to make sure that, you know, you know, if it means I have to go through a little pain, because you said if you have to cut your, have your hand cut off, then do it. So in that same way, if you have to go through a little pain like fasting, um, let's say for a day or for 12 hours, depending on, or maybe skipping just a meal, I don't know how, I mean, it's different for everyone. And God will bless you according to, 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 to your capacity and how much how hard he knows you're trying. Fasting is almost like, you know, it's like, it's like giving. You know, when it comes to giving, if a rich man gives $100 million and a very poor widow gives just $1, um, the poor widow gets more blessings because the Lord sees that out of her scarcity or, or out of her poverty, she gave all she had. But out of the rich man, out of his abundance, he gave. So for him, it's like nothing. For him, um, it's like giving like 1% of all he has. But for the widow, it might be like giving 90% or maybe even 100% of all she has. So, and God will bless you accordingly. So it's it's about your heart. God will bless you according to your heart because he, he, he looks at the heart. The heart is what he cares about. God judges so perfectly because he's a perfect and just God. So God judges everything accordingly. So when you do something for God, although you see you might see people doing so much, let's say, when it comes to fasting, or you might see other people doing a lot, but then you you realize that, well, I'm not doing so much. Does that mean I'm not going to get blessed? No, you will get blessed according to what you can. Because let's say you've not fasted before, and for you, doing a one-day fast was like so impossible for you. But you gave it your all. It caused you so much pain, but you did it for God. But let's say someone is used to fasting for, let's say, 10 days, even a week. It's nothing to them. And then for them, they just do like a three-day fast, and they know it's nothing for them. Who's going to get more blessing? The one that did the one-day fast because because she had to suffer more to be able to do that. But for you, you're used to fasting. So if you're doing just a three-day fast, the Lord knows it, you didn't sacrifice as much. Because to the Lord, the sacrifice, that means a lot to Him. The Lord looks at how much you sacrifice, the heart, and how much pain or how much effort you put into showing Him your love. The sacrifice, that is what God looks at. And that is what He judges. So... Yes, yeah, so it's like you have to make sure that when you do everything, know, know that put this in your head that God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at what, He doesn't judge you based on what other people do. For every single person, God has an individual standard for them. Because remember, He made all of us different. When you read the parable of, of the three servants, you know, one was given 5,000, I mean, five, five talents, other was given two, two talents, other was given one. When God judged them, when it was time, the one that got the five, five talents, God was very happy. The one that he, because he brought back another five, making ten. And the one that got two, God was also really happy because he brought back another two, making four. God was God did not complain and say, I gave you two. Why didn't you bring five, like the one that I gave five? No, he didn't say that because he, cause when God looks at you, he judges you according to you. That's why God, God doesn't want you to really always compare yourself to people because you're all because we're all different, you know. That's why comparing to, pe to people, it's not really good. It's it's not really good to always compare it or to say, well, this person is having this. Why am I not having this? Because because we all have different lives and we all have different paths we're supposed to live. And God gives all of us uniquely and different gifts and different rewards. And we're all different, okay? So it's not good to compare yourself to someone, to say, well, this person is going through this and he's able to do this, but why am I not? Well, he's able to do that because God gave him that. And you're not able to do what he's doing because God made him different from you. 
and that's how you'll be able to do things others won't be able to do and others will be able to do things you won't be able to do because we're a body a body is made of different parts different components like every organ and you know every organ in the body has a different function and that's how it is we're all different so you will realize that some you you will see that a lot but don't let that bother you don't let that get to you don't let don't don't be very competitive and compete with other Christian, let's say if a Christian does this, I'm going to have to make sure I do that too. No, don't do that because you're different. Because the only one, because you don't have to compete against anyone. There's like, all you just have to do is to do the best that Jesus tells you to do. Because the, because we're all just completely different. Because if you're, because if you're competing with someone, it's like, it, it doesn't fully, really, like spiritually, it won't fully make sense because that person has a different destiny than yours. So if, if you're trying to go on his destiny and make it to his destiny before he gets there, it, it won't make sense because that's not even your destiny. So if you get what I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm just trying to say that God has a different plan and a different purpose and everyone is just completely unique. So don't always um, compare yourself and um, with, don't always, you know, that's why you shouldn't always, you know, compare yourself or want what what others have. Want what God has for you because God has a unique plan for everyone. God has a different plan for him and God has a different plan for you. So that's why it's very important that everyone seeks the, the Lord and focuses on the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the plan he has for you. Because I know that the plan he has for me is different from the plan that, I mean, I've met like so many other people. And all the plans, the plan that God has for me is completely different. So if they're going their other path. I mean, I just pray for them. I don't, you're not supposed to feel jealous and want to be in the same path they're in because they're different from you. Because when you're jealous, you're just wasting your time because you're missing what God has for you. And for all you know, what God has for you, because what God has for you is it's, it's the best for you. Because God made you specially and he knows what is best for you. So he creates for you what is best for you. And you can't desire otherwise. If you desire otherwise, something is very wrong because then it means you're desiring what is not meant for you. That's why you have to make sure that you seek the Lord and you know the Lord, you know you know the plan that the Lord has for you. For some people, the Lord could make them. You know that's why I teach in the Word of God that you know the you know the 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 offices you know that Jesus calls us to. He makes some people apostles. He makes some people prophets. He makes some people teachers. He makes some people evangelists. He makes some people pastors or preachers. He makes people different. And even the gifts. He gives people different, so many different gifts. Although people could even have similar gifts, God makes everything different because, you know, he's a God of, one thing that the Lord has shown me, that he's a God of diversity. That's why even when you have animals, even animals, even dogs, you will realize that your dogs, they're not even the same. You realize they're similar. Like, even animals, they're not even the same. They're even, they, they'll look the same, but you realize that even animals, if you, if you look close, you realize they have different personalities. Even, even trees, you realize they're different because God is a God that loves diversity. You know, you know, he's God the Father, you know, he's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And, you know, he's a God that loves diversity. He, because to, to show his power, he makes things very, very differently. To show his power and his glory and his majesty. So you should praise him and thank him for that, that he made you unique and, and, you know, so special and that there's no one else like you. And it's true, there's really no one else like you. But you're a part of him, like you represent a part of God that no one else represents. That's how he made you. You're like that special to him. You're like a part of God that is like no other. And you should hold that dear and really cherish that because that part of God, it's so special and so important to God. Because God is so big, yes, he has like 
millions and millions and millions and millions and even billions of different parts of him. Yes, because God is so big that there's you, you can't even fully rep- represent God enough because he's just so great. We're all different parts, you know, of our Lord. And, and I encourage all of you to, you know, to find what God made you to be because that's because you know that's one way of fulfilling your purpose or fulfilling your destiny and that will help you make it to where God wants you to be. Yeah, so that's that's what I wanted to I mean that I, I want all of you to, to to know and understand that so that you you do all you can to seek the Lord about you because you're all very unique and all very different and all different parts of the body. So that I mean that's one thing that I also felt the Lord wanted you wanted all of you to to know about. But the next thing I'm going to continue on is is is, is holiness. I'm going to read Hebrews 12:14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So as you're seeing in Hebrews 12:14, indeed without holiness no one will see the Lord. No one is going to see the Lord without holiness. And I'm not saying that these are not my words. These are the words of God. And it's very, very true. You need to really, really do all you can to be holy. And holiness, is there's a lot about holiness. It's, it's, it's like there's, there's deep revelations that the Lord will teach you about holiness. But, you know, do all you can to, to, to have holy ears that will listen to Him. Make sure that your ears don't have a lot of sin in them by listening to really really bad music or or listening to things that are negative and really deafening to your spirit things that will 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 really that will hurt and kill you think your your spirit i mean will kill your spirit don't listen to bad songs don't listen to i mean if if you have friends if there's people that you're with that you know are corrupting you um try to help them change but if they keep resisting and if they don't want to change, you have to be very careful and act, seek the Lord on it. Because the Bible does say that bad company corrupts good character. And on many occasions, the Lord might want you to leave them, to go to another place. Because it says that when you go to a place and you preach the word of God and you don't listen, dust the dirt, off, the dirt on your feet off. Just clean the dirt off of your feet. If you go to a place to speak the word of God and you don't listen, just wash your feet. Clean your, dust, clean your feet and just go to another place. So if you try to teach on the Word of God and you keep trying, 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 and trying, and maybe you have friends and they're sinning and you're trying to help them and they don't listen, then just, you know, go to another place. Because sometimes it's, let's say sometimes it's like you keep doing it and because sometimes what it is that there's other people that are there that would be willing to listen from just even you telling them one word. But then if you keep focusing on one person, sometimes it could almost be a waste of time because the Bible says that if they don't listen, just leave them. Because, because you know, you can't, you can't change anyone. Only God can change. If you keep forcing, forcing them, it could, it sometimes it's a waste of time because you're not the one that is supposed to change. It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit that is supposed to change them. So if you tell someone the word of God and don't listen, just leave them. I mean, you could try to tell them, you, you could try to, um, let's say they're family members, you could still try to, you know, still constantly, you know, you could still try as much as the Holy Spirit will tell you to try. But in some circumstances, when you tell them and they don't listen, just dust your feet off and move to the next person. Because for all you know, the next person is waiting to hear the Word of God. Because there's some people that are really hungry, but they just don't know. For some people, just that one word, they'll believe and receive. But for some people, God will touch them. For, but for some people, for them to be touched, they need to be broken by God. Because that's how it works. Because God wants to save so many people. 
but for some people to be touched. Because of such stubbornness and such arrogance and such disobedience to the Lord, sometimes the Lord will have to use extreme measures. Someone like um um there's instance in the Bible, let's say let's say um Saul who became Paul. The Lord used that experience where he got blinded to change him. So sometimes when people um let's say sometimes for people that maybe might be stubborn or maybe might not want to listen, sometimes the Lord could use such situations to change them. So usually if, if people are stubborn, just pray for them and just put them in God's hands. If you keep praying, sometimes the Lord could let something hard happen to them and then they change. Like I've heard a lot of testimonies of how people maybe went, went into severe situations like accidents or or diseases or sicknesses or maybe near the, near death experiences maybe when those things happen to them that's when they changed so for some people they'll be changed but for them to get changed sometimes they need to be broken for some people they need to maybe because for some people that's how they're very stubborn and it's really hard to touch them because they're they're really disobedient to the lord and they they won't allow the lord they won't budge they won't let the lord touch them so for people like that the lord loves them and the lord doesn't want to harm them I'm telling you, like the Lord doesn't want to harm anyone. You know, He loves. He wants to save all. But because He loves them, sometimes He has to use drastic measures. Because the Lord would rather maybe them be sick, maybe for about a week or a month, and then get healed, rather than to have the rest of eternity, billions and billions of years in hell. Thousands and thousands of years. Because eternity is even more than that. So it's, it's, So that's why sometimes God will allow... Like, let's say, um, Paul, the Lord could have easily, you know, changed him a different way, but the Lord decided to use that way because he knew that that was going to touch him. So for some people, the Lord knows what's going to change them. So sometimes they're being stubborn, but the Lord knows what will change them. Because sometimes, if they're very, very rebellious, sometimes the Lord... I've heard testimonies, so many testimonies of the Lord using hard situations to bring people back to him. Because human, with human beings, when everything is comfortable, they're very disobedient and very rebellious. But when things get very hard and very tough, that's when they learn to have faith. And that's when they actually believe and trust in God. That's when they actually get saved. When things get hard for them, that's when you know they seek the Lord for help. Because only the Lord could help them. So sometimes the Lord will do that. If people keep disobeying what God tells them, if the Lord keeps giving people warnings to, to repent and to be saved, and they don't want to be saved, or they don't repent, the Lord will let something really horrible, like so horrible, and... It's very important that, you know, the Lord tells you to repent. I beg you, please repent. Because usually what the Lord does, it's so horrible sometimes. Like, it's very horrible. And it's not horrible because He doesn't love. It's horrible because He really loves. Because He shows so, how much He loves by His actions. So because He loves the world so much, that is why He's going to devastate the world so that people will be saved. Because if He doesn't do this, then people will just go to hell. Like the judgment that we're about to go through. The earthquake, the asteroid, the tsunami that is about to happen. All these are about to happen because people are not listening to God. And people are so stubborn. But, you know, we all know that after these things happen, so many souls will turn back to God. Because as human beings, there's there's a lot of stubbornness. And what will cause people to repent is a shaking. When when people get sh when people are shaken to their core, that's when they that's when they will repent. So that's what the Lord's going to do. That's what the Lord's. So that's what the, that's why the Lord's going to shake the earth, like a drunkard to and fro. That's why the Lord's going to do that. So.
So when he does that, people will actually change. So for some people, for some people, just keep praying for your family members and your friends, because it's very important that the Lord changes them. And if the Lord is letting them go through something, let you know, let the Lord do His will. Like don't, if, if the Lord wants to do something, like like the way the Lord is going to bring judgment, it's it's His will, and His will will be done. And He's doing it to you know because He loves because. If, because sometimes we think, well, Lord, don't do it. Because we think that when the Lord doesn't shake the world, we think that He's showing His love. But the thing is, He has to shake the world so that He shows His love. Because if He doesn't shake the world, people are going to hell because they have free will. And because people have free will, and because this body is corrupted, a lot of people choose hell. More are going into hell than going into heaven. So would you like this to continue? No, you don't. So if the Lord is deciding to shake the earth, then you have to know that it's for it's for our own good, because the Lord won't shake the earth because He wants because because He hates no or because He wants people to suffer no, He doesn't. That's why when He's shaking the earth, He's going to protect the people that believe. That's why no harm is going to touch the people that believe because you've already believed, you've already been changed. So there's no point of you going through all this pain and torment because you believe. So Jesus has already taken all your pain. So the pain and the torment and the torture you're supposed to feel in the earthquake and in the everything and in the really everything God has taken it already from you. So you're not going to go through anything. That's why God will protect you, because because you believe. So you have there's, because there's no point in because you're not going to go through that because you believe. So when you believe when you believe, it prevents God from shaking you like the like Nineveh, like because Nineveh believed the word of God from Jonah. Nineveh repented, and God didn't shake Nineveh. God didn't bring his judgment. So that's what happens. Because you've believed, when the shaking is happening, you will be safe. When the earthquake, tsunami, you will be safe. As long as you obey God, you'll be safe. Nothing's going to happen to you because you already believe. So Jesus is already taking your pain and your suffering. So there's no point for you to suffer in the tsunami or in the earthquake. God will keep you safe because you believe. So Jesus, because you're covered. When you're covered by, when you believe, covered by the blood. No more pain. No more no, because you know Jesus said that come to me all ye that are, that are, um, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Because for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So um, it's like because you receive Jesus, even if you go through something, He says my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If, if even though you have to go through something for Jesus, or, or a little bit of um. You have to go through maybe a little bit of persecution for Jesus because you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will make things so much easier for you. You realize that and there's so many times, like let's say like John, they tried to kill John. They couldn't because the Holy Spirit was with them. So sometimes, even when you go through persecution and tribulation, because, uh, because God is with you, sometimes you won't even feel pain because God is with you. If God wants you to feel pain, yes, he's going to allow you to feel pain. But if God doesn't want you to feel pain, he is not going to let you feel pain. People will do all they want to do with you. It's going to be like... It's like you won't, you won't feel anything. God can instantly just stop you from feeling pain. People could do what they want to do, and you won't feel a thing because God doesn't want you to feel pain. That's why you just have to trust in God and believe in Him. Now, do your best. Because for those that don't, there's going to be something very terrible that will happen. And I'm not saying this to, to scare people, but I'm saying it because it's written in the Word of God. When you read the Bible, when you be, read the book of Revelations, it does talk about the judgment of God and God's anger being poured. So upon the unrighteous, they will experience God's wrath. They will experience, those that are evil and sinful, they will experience God's anger. And the day of his anger is coming. 
that great and terrible day. It's coming. It's getting closer and closer. And it's mainly to shake up those that are sinning. For you that are saved, it's not for you because you've been redeemed. So there's no condemnation. You're not going to be judged. You've been saved. You've, you've believed. And you're in your bride of Christ. You're ready. So no condemnation. You're, you're saved. You're, you're set apart from those that will be going through the judgment. So even when the judgment happens, as, I, as I'm saying again, you will be protected. You're not going to be harmed. As all these things are happening, you will be safe. Because the judgment is, n is not meant for you. The reason why the judgment is coming, it's not because of you. It's because of those that are going to hell. Those that are in sin. God is shaking them up so that they don't go to hell and spend their eternity in pain and suffering. So that they don't spend their eternity in, in, in torture. That's why, in, that's why you know, everything God does, He does it out of His great wisdom and out of His love. That's why you should even thank God for all that He does. Because some people are not so happy with everything that is happening, but sometimes it's like they're not happy. But would you would you rather let your family go to hell? Because if you're saying you're not happy, then it's like you want your family to go to hell. Because I tell you, God even loves the world more than you do. Because if you if you think you love the world, and you don't want anything to happen to the world, God loves the world more than He did. I mean, do you love the world enough to sacrifice yourself or to sacrifice your own son? Like, do you love the world enough to do that? But God would. God did that. He loved the world enough to send His own Son to die for us. So everything that God does, it's it's wonderful, and He does it out of His love because every, God is righteous. He never does anything to bring to cause harm. Harm comes upon those that are in sin, but those that are in His light, there's no harm. That's why I encourage you to stay with the Lord no matter what happens, because this judgment it's coming. I tell you, it is coming, and is coming in different forms all over the world. Because recently, I had this dream that the Lord. I had this dream, and in this dream, I was shown. Um, I was shown different parts of the world. I was shown. Um, I was shown parts of of Africa, and I saw like there was there was chaos. There was chaos. There was like soldiers. There were people like soldiers with um, with weapons like guns and I don't know like bazookas with things like they 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 were they were bombing. They were like blowing things up. They were like it was like there was like war like there, it was not safe. They were going around like bombing places like parts of Africa. I saw that there were there was like riots and chaos and there was like shootings and bombings and they were just bombing places. And I saw that like I saw like um, I was in a church there and then I saw like uh, something someone came to bomb the place. Someone came to to try to um, bomb or shoot. Shoot, shoot me while I was in the church, and and that day I was in the church, and I was telling the pastor about the testimony I had about heaven, and then suddenly I saw this, um, this man that w w with weapons, like this soldier with weapons that was wanting to blow up and bomb, and it was like a like a there was just chaos with soldiers, and then after the Lord showed me Asia, and then I saw Asia. I I'm not sure of the country I was in. But I saw some people wearing orange. I think they were Buddhist. I, I'm not sure the country I was in. I, I'm not sure exactly where I was in Asia. But I saw Asia. And there was no peace in Asia e either. There was like, I don't know, there was like something was happening. And I saw that the people that were living in Asia were very uncomfortable. They were like not happy. It was like they were talking. And it was almost like a, a confusion. Something so wrong was going on in Asia. And I saw men get, talking amongst themselves like, like something that was so confusing and there was like frustration and 
everything was just really horrible. Like, when I saw, I knew that something was very wrong in Asia. I didn't know what was happening in Asia, but the Lord showed me that something very wrong. I mean, in the dream, I saw that something very wrong is going to go on in Asia. I just saw that the people were, like, like very perturbed and very confused. Very, very confused. And, like, they were talking. And it was almost like something bad had happened. But I'm not sure what happened because I saw Asia in a glimpse. And then, after I saw Asia, I saw the people there, like the people wearing orange and people, like I saw the Asians and they were like, something really, something bad was going on there. But I don't know exactly what it was, but I know that th there was like a mess, even in Asia. And then the Lord moved me to America. And in America, I knew that I was in New York. And then I was in New York. And then I, I did see like... I, I was there, and then I saw the tsunami coming. I saw this huge tsunami that was coming, and then oh, I saw this man, like this man was like this. I saw this like young man about like 20 years old. He was running, and I saw the tsunami too. And then I was I was running like I I was actually I saw this thing coming, and I was in New York, and I knew that tsunami was going to happen. It's coming in New York, and then all of a sudden I was in this part, this place. I don't know where it was. I I'm not sure whether it was America. But this is what I saw. I saw wild animals. And w because what happened was that, you know, when the disaster and everything was happening, I decided to run, to, like, to go into the, the wilderness. That's what was happening. I was in the wilderness. Like, I was going into the forest or the trees or the jungles. Like, I was just going into the wilderness. And then in the wilderness, oh, wow, I was, I was very uncomfortable there. And there were animals. I saw, like, I saw bears. I saw, like, a bear and a cub. Like, I saw, like, um, a mother bear and her cub. And I saw these two bears that were there. And then suddenly, oh, wow, like, this bear, this this bear cub started trying to, try, like, it started, it started coming after me. And it was, like, it was coming after me, and I forgot what happened. Like, I had to fight off this bear cub, and I fought it off, and it let me go. But the Lord is letting me experience that things are going to be very, very horrible, like, everywhere, because Africa was, I saw, like, like chaos, like war, something like that in Africa. In Asia, something happened, and the people were very unsettled. I'm not sure if it was a, but I know something big happened in Asia, and I saw these people, and I, and they looked like they were wearing orange robes, and I think they were, like, the Buddhists, I think so, but I saw these people in Asia that were also very, 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 like, confused, and it was, like, something that was so wrong had happened in Asia, and then I saw, um, and then I and then I saw America, and I saw America's tsunami, and I saw that there were wild animals. That's that's one thing I did see, and the wild animals were were gonna attack people. That's what because in the dream, because when the earthquake happened, I mean when the tsunami happened, you know people run run to the wilderness. A lot of people run to the wilderness, and in the wilderness there's animals. Okay, and that's what a lot of them experienced. That things are about to get very very hard. So you you have to make sure that you trust in the Lord because. When I went to that forest, I felt very uncomfortable there, and there was like a bear. So the Lord is letting me know that people have to really trust in Him and pray and stay faithful now and make sure that they're ready and that they're protected because things are not going to be good. Because I saw this, these animals, like these bears in America, that were going to like... This this bear couple was trying to attack me, so I knew the Lord showed me that there was going to be wild animals. Because after you know tsunami happens and everything happens, you're not going to be able to live in your house anymore. 
because your house is going to be collapsed. And and the only other option you have is because there's going to be, you know, like Marshall, there's going to be like, you know, the there's going to be the government controlling everything. And, you know, people are going to be put into detention camps. And people, a lot of people don't want that. So what's going to happen is that people are going to run to the wilderness. You're going to go to the forest and the jungles. But in the forest and the jungles or the 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 plains, wherever you'll be going, into the wilderness, there's going to be a lot of wild animals, like wild animals, because a lot of evil is going to happen and is going to take take over this world. And I tell you, some animals will even be possessed by demons. And you're going to have wild animals coming after after people. And the Lord also, so Lord, let me know that to tell people that you have to make sure that you have the Lord. I mean, although I went through all these things, it was like the Lord was showing me how things were, because I saw these things happen, but I was not, I was not really harmed. The only thing that made me really, really, one thing that really happened to me that I was really surprised to really experience was the wild animals attacking people. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting wild animals, really. I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen, but I actually experienced how it was going to be. And it's a horrible thing because it's like the animals will be outside. And there's going to be nowhere to live because the homes will, be, will all be devastated. And you will have to live somewhere if, you know, if, if you haven't really... It's like you, you have to be somewhere if you haven't really... That's why you need to believe in Jesus Christ. Because for those people that won't believe in Jesus Christ, it's going to be very hard. Because don't let me live through all these things, but... In all of them, I wasn't really. In all of them, I was okay. But he let me experience how things were. He let me experience the riots in Africa. He let me experience the big event. Something big happened in Asia. But I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't see everything that happened in detail. But I knew that something great was going to happen in Asia. Something really, really bad, and was going to be big, and was going to affect, if not all, a very huge part of Asia. Or, but that's what I did see. And then I saw that. Um, United States tsunami, and the Lord let me know that there's going to be wild animals that would be attacking people. Because when people run to the wilderness, there's going to be wild animals there. And he let me experience that. And it was it was a really uncomfortable time. It was so uncomfortable because it was like there's nowhere to, to really live. He let me feel like there was nowhere to live, and it was really bad. It was really bad. So please do all you can not to not to you know leave the lord that's why i have to make sure that you keep holiness because when you're not because you're not living a holy life it means it's like when you're going into deep deep sin it means you lose your salvation it's like when you do keep sinning and you don't repent you lose your salvation once you lose your salvation it's like you're not one of god your your name is not in the book of life because you're jesus says if you're lukewarm he will spit you out when you're spat out of the body of christ you have lost your salvation your name is down in the book of life. And if something is happening, you will not be protected. Like, you're not going to have protection because you're not with the Lord. You're not of the Lord. Because God is going to protect his own. Those that are his, they're the ones that God will be taking up. Of course, God, I mean, God can choose to protect whoever he wants, even though they're not his because he's God. But the way things are going, the way, what, 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 what the Lord let me experience or, or what the Lord has let me know is that for those that don't have God, they are going to be so terrified and so scared, and that people are going to literally like. A lot of people will be giving up on the Lord because it's going to be very scary. That's going to be a very scary time. Because in another dream, the Lord let me experience how, um, how Satan was was going to. Yes, the Lord let me let me experience how Satan was really going to come. And manifest so much darkness and sin and evil and fear in this world, and that 
a lot of people's hearts were going to grow, grow cold. A lot of people were going to lose their love. The Lord showed me that clearly in a dream. Because as I saw that, like, Satan was, I don't know, Satan was fighting. Like, Satan, because in, in the dream, this is what it was. In the dream that the Lord revealed to me, I saw that Satan himself came and he was like, you know, he was fighting. He was he was fighting this man. I saw Satan came and Satan was fighting this person. And what it was was that this person I saw that he he was a pastor. He was a man of God. And he was actually fighting Satan himself was in the dream. He was fighting Satan. But I realized that there was someone else that was next to the pastor. There was someone someone was next to the pastor. But what happened was that the battle was very, very hard. That the person that was helping the fast the the pastor fight Satan left. But the pastor was left alone and when he was left alone he was able to overcome and defeat Satan. But but the the person who was supposed to help him just left him. And then when I woke up the Lord told me that, you know, the hearts of people are gonna run cold. A lot of people are going to lose their love. Because it's gonna be a lot of sin, a lot of fear, a lot of darkness that is going to be released into the earth in this time. And because of because of the magnitude of sin and darkness that's going to be released. It's going to be so great that only very few people will be able to hold on because very few people are truly seeking the Lord. And because of that, all those that are like, let's say, lukewarm, not so deeply rooted in the Lord, they're going to just give up. Because Satan is going to really, really put people to a lot of, like he's going to really attack a lot so hard. So in this time, a lot of trial and a lot of testing is going to happen to people. Satan is going to attack people a lot in a lot of ways. A lot. He's going to try to attack people in so many ways. And you have to make sure that you don't fall or you don't stumble. Because if you fall and you stumble or if you give up on God, then that could be it. Because some testings, they're... Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm so sorry about that noise that just happened. Right? I'm so sorry about that. Yes, um, what's happening right now is that... Lord, let me know that Satan is going to go out very, very hard to really, really attack God's people. And very, very few will be able to stand because I saw that both people were both true men of God, but one of them left because he was so scared and so terrified of what was happening. And one of them remained. And the one that remained was victorious. And the one that left, you know, when he left and he ran, but when he, but when he ran after, he really regretted and felt so sad. So that's what's going to be. When you're going through trials and testing right now, this is the time for you to fight. Don't ever, um, you know, bail or give up on on in, in whatever whatever trial or whatever whatever thing you're going through. Because right now a lot of it is happening. Because right now a lot of people are going to a lot of people's hearts are going to run cold. The love that people have is going to drop drop because they're going to be because because they're going to be overwhelmed with all that they're going to be going through. They're going to be going through so much and they're going to be overwhelmed by it. So right now in this time, it's very important that everyone just prepares, just keeps preparing and keeps doing all they can to just live a life that is perfectly holy and perfectly pleasing to the Lord in all righteousness and in all and in all holiness. Because things will get, you know, things are about to, you know, darkness is increasing in the world right now, but God's light is increasing even much more. Everything is, is, is getting more extreme. The light of God is increasing so rapidly. 
and even about to increase even more rapidly. Yes, brothers and sisters, right now is the time to hold on to your faith with with all sturdiness and all focus, because right now the enemy is really attacking really hard with 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 all focus and you know doing the best he can. Yes, brothers, I'm going to continue to read First Peter two verse nine. But ye are are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes, you are a chosen generation. The Lord's letting us like I mean this word, He's showing us in this word that, you know, we have been called like we have been called and there's a plan that he has for every single one of us generation meaning all of us is not just one person every single one no matter who you are no matter where you've gone through no matter where you've been no matter how your life is 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 feeling no matter how you're feeling i just want you to know that it's like you have been called and there's a purpose and there's a plan that god has for you and it doesn't matter what mistakes you've made it doesn't matter at all because you know everyone has sinned except jesus in this flesh but as long as you, you you just surrender to God, God is willing to make everything new because God has chosen this generation for a special plan and a special purpose to use very greatly and to use very mightily. He's chosen this generation for a purpose. You know, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God has chosen to, you know, to call. God has chosen to call us holy, a, per, a, a peculiar people that we should show for the praises of him who has called us out of darkness. So meaning, all of you that are here that have been, you know, brought out of your, I mean, all of us, basically, because for all of us, we were all brought out of our sin, cause we were, because we've all, we've all, we were all sinners, but Jesus saved all of us that are here, and, you know, that, 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 that know him. And, you know, he called us, you know, to, you know, it, the Bible is teaching us in this word that he called us to show forth his praises. He didn't just call us, like, he called us out of darkness. He saved us from our sins to show his praises. In other words, he saved us so that we would glorify him. God didn't just save us for no reason, just for saving sake. But, you know, he saved us because he loved us. But he also saved us because he wants us to live our lives for him. He wants us to praise him. He wants us to show the world his glory. We're very special for him. There's a purpose that he has for us in this generation. And he's called us to display his power and to display his might. Because in this time, God will show so much of his glory. In this generation that God, that God is calling, the Lord has shown me how... He's going to show his glory through them in so many magnificent ways. In this generation, God will use to show his power and his might. He will use to show his his love and his supernatural power to a level that has not been experienced before. You know how Jesus says that, you know what he did, we're going to do greater. He's going to use this generation to do even greater, even greater things. Because, you know, he called us out of this out of dark, out of the darkness in this world, and he wants us to let our lights shine, and he wants us, you know, to praise and glorify him, so that other people will see the good things that God is doing in us, so that they'll also join in and praise and glorify God. Because in this generation, as I've spoken earlier, God will use to do very, very great, great and mighty things, such tremendous things that we've not even imagined before. Healing is going to be like, 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 like nothing before, like the way God's going to heal now. And even deliverance. I had a brother who told me um, uh, a vision he had while praying. And he said in his vision, this is what was revealed to him. He said that we were in a place and he was, um, 
praying for people and he said that someone had a demonic problem was was de- was 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 demonized in a very strong like I think the person was was possessed by demons and he said that he was shown that with just one word he casted the demon out the demon just flew like shot out of the person that's what he said the lord showed him that with just one word we'll be able to cast out demons just just with one word we'll be able to cast out demons it's, things god's going to change things so much because his spirit is going to be poured out in such a magnitude it's going to literally be heaven on earth that's what god's going to do right now sometimes the lord the presence of god comes up on earth like heaven on earth in small pockets or in, or in small areas but but what's coming is going to be so great. He's going to literally be heaven on earth in so many places, among so many people, in such a great and tremendous way before we leave. Wonderful things are coming, brothers and sisters. And the Lord in this time is pouring out dreams and revelations, and He wants to show us things. He wants to reveal to us things. He wants to reveal things to us. Um, About a few weeks, um, I mean, no, just a f- some days ago, maybe about last week, I was taken into the millennium, and I was I was I was taken into the millennium, and when I was there, when I was there, there's a few things that I could remember from the experience I had. I remember that that it was like I could, yes, brothers and sisters, for in this revelation, and and I mean, sorry, in this generation, the Lord has chosen us. He's planned. He's chosen this generation to give. You know, to reveal so many wonderful things to to pour out visions and dreams, and as I said earlier, as when I was in the um, as the Lord took me to the millennium. Yes, from the few th- from the few things I was shown in the um in the millennium that I can remember, I knew this because when when I would pray or talk to the Lord, it would be almost immediate, it would be almost instant because when I was taken there, when I would when I would ask the Lord to do something, it w- I would it happened instantaneously when I would, when I because in the millennium I remember that it was like my my spirit was in the millennium and I saw my spirit like flying my spirit was like floating or like flying over this place I don't know where I was but I was in this place and I could see the people and I remember I told the Lord something I prayed to the Lord to do something for me and the moment I I ended my last word instantaneously the Lord answered. So I was this one thing that I could this was one thing that I could see that in a millennium when I spoke to the Lord, the Lord would immediately do. That's what I could see that when I would speak, it would immediately happen. That's what I experienced. That was one of the things that I experienced in the in, in the millennium. And then um, after that, um, the Lord also um, showed me heaven, and in this time in heaven it was so wonderful. It was I was. Um, when when I went to heaven in this time, when the Lord t- showed me heaven, my spirit was or like my spirit was like in a like in a my spirit was like I knew my spirit was like in a bride garment. I was wearing like a a, a wedding garment, a bride garment, and I was sitting at um, the supper table, the the dinner table. It was really long. I didn't see the end of that table. I was just shown a small portion of that table. Like, I was shown one end of the table, but I couldn't see the other end of the table. I just saw one end of the table, but I couldn't see the rest of it. I was just shown, like, a small part. And I was, like, at, like, I was, the Lord allowed me to sit at the end, like, at the tip of the, like, at the end of the table, and it was just me and him. And that that time, he just, he was just, like, he wanted me to experience something. 
because at that time I could I was only focusing on like what I really saw was the presence and the glory of God in the dinner room uh, I mean the supper room um, well it's a room with a very very like with a long table with with chairs and Jesus sits at the end of the table I'm, I'm not really sure what the room is called but I, I, I call it the, the wedding supper room <laughs> that's what I think I'm not sure that I'm not sure that's what it's called though but when I was there I I saw this brightness. Everything there was so bright. It was like it was almost like the sun was inside that place. It was like everything there was emanating and glowing a beautiful radiation of, of was just glowing, was just shining God's light. It was like this like golden light. It was like a it was like a it was like a sun, like a sunny like like a goldeny. Like what what I saw was like a golden color. That's what I saw like a golden like almost like an orangish golden color. And I saw the table was so bright, and and Jesus was there. He was like at the he was like at the very end of the of the table, and I was like sitting like at the side. He was like at the main end, and I was like at the side of the table, and I was sitting down with him, and he was at the end, and it was like in in that experience, the Lord was communicating something with me, but he didn't even say a word. I didn't see that Jesus opening his mouth to say anything. He didn't really tell me anything, but he spoke to me, but he didn't speak to me by opening his mouth. Like, I looked at him, and I was there looking at him, and he let me experience for a moment how everything was going to be when we got married. And I experienced it, and I was, when I, when I, when I got back to myself from the experience, I was so surprised that that was what the Lord had planned for us. Because in that experience, when I was, when the Lord, when the Lord was showing me, um, how things are going to be when we're married. This is this is what the Lord was like explaining to me. He didn't really speak, but when I was there, the Holy Spirit just gave me this understanding, and I understood exactly our our relationship with the Lord at the wedding. I could understand our relationship without like the Holy Spirit let me understand and discern it. He did, Jesus didn't really speak, but the Holy Spirit just let me understand it, like understand it. When I saw the Lord, I knew that the Lord was letting me know that we we're going to be one but this oneness that that I experienced with the Lord it was like no no other you know on earth we know we're one with the Lord but in heaven when you when you experience the wedding and when you experience the unity that you have with the Lord it is like no other i mean words cannot just describe it but it was like i was literally sitting at the supper table with Jesus and I could see him I was so happy I could see him and I was like I was sitting I was sitting like close to him I was like well he, he let me sit like very close to him like he allowed me to like sit like almost like ne- like I, I was literally like he let me sit so close to him I could see him so clear and it was like he just let me sit there to show me something about the wedding and we were there and I could see he let me like ex- live like a moment in the wedding supper and then brought me back and then brought me back so I would be able to share it with everyone but basically what the Lord let me experience was that there is going to be a unity that we're going to have with Jesus that words will not be able to describe like this unity that like this oneness like Jesus is going to make us like him at the wedding like after we're married okay like at the wedding supper we are going to become like Jesus and that and 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 this time that I was I mean, I was on the bed, but I was somewhere. It was like I was somewhere. I was uh, my spirit. I was literally in heaven. I I knew like it was like I was there. I saw the glory. I saw the the light of God. Everything was just so bright, 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 bright. Just like golden bright and shining golden bright. And then, 
He was just letting me experience, like, the togetherness and the oneness. It's like we will share everything with Jesus. Like, I do not explain it to you guys, but I have never experienced it before. I didn't even know that this was how it was going to be until the Lord showed it to me. Like, and he didn't just show it to me. Yes, brothers and sisters, the Lord allowed me to just feel um, for a moment the unity that we're going to receive with our Lord Jesus Christ. And when I looked at our Lord Jesus Christ, it looked like we were one. It looked like we were the same. It looked like the authority and the power that he had, he had given to us. It was like, it was like as a bride, I could see that it was like I could I could use it. It was, it was very, it felt very... I felt it was it was a feeling that I didn't know. I I didn't really know it to this to this level or to this degree, but I was actually experiencing it. I, I could I could experience. I was experiencing like we were married and we were one, and everything Jesus had, I had, and everything I had Jesus had. It's like we were all one, and we were united. And it was like what Jesus did or Jesus had, He had given to me. Like it felt like everything Jesus had. It was like we. It felt like we were just completely united. We were one, and we were together. And what He had, I had, and what I had, He had. It's, it's like He had made us exactly the same. He had like I don't know how to explain it. He had, He had made us united. And that was what He let me experience. And I mean, even even I can't even explain it fully. But all I can tell you is this: that. The Lord has something so wonderful and so amazing for the bride, because you know it's like when you know it's like when a husband and a wife get married, two become one. That's the same way it is when the bride of Jesus and Jesus get married, they become one, and it's like they become the same. And I could feel this unity with the Lord to to a degree. I could feel it to a degree that was very, very, very surprising. I was so surprised, almost how how, how experienced this. It was really surprising. Yes, it was like we it was like we were joint heirs. It was like we were united and we were we were joint heirs with Jesus. I I mean I can't really explain it, but it, I really felt it. Like when I was taking to heaven, like I was actually experiencing like how the marriage was going to be and how the bride was going to be after she was married. And I literally felt it. It was like we were made completely joint heirs and it was like all Jesus had he had given to us. I, I mean that's how it felt. It felt like what Jesus had he had given it was like what Jesus had he had given to us and what we had it was his it was like we were one and we were joined together like just how like a, a husband and wife become, would become one through marriage and there would be one person that's how it was we were one with Jesus and Jesus were was was ours and we and we belonged to Jesus and we were one with him and we were joined it was like we were one and Yes, I'd like to read um, this scripture in Luke 15:31 to confirm um, one thing that I experienced there. It was like, you know how it says in Luke 15:31, "My son, the Father said, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours." You know, as th this was this was about the parable with the story of the prodigal son. And this was about this. This was with the son that was always with the Lord and always stayed and always remained. And it says, "My son, the father said, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours." I really experienced that in 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 heaven when when the Lord took me to heaven, and it was like at the at the supper table, it was like we the marriage was going on and everything and you know was happening. I really felt this that that we were one with Jesus and that 
every it was like we were one. It was like Jesus had made us like like almost like the same as him, but I can't explain it the way I felt it. It was like we were the same like him and and it felt like everything he had he, because we were one with him, we also had that because we were the same as him. It, it was like he made us the he made us like like him so much. I don't know how to explain it. Like he made us like like him and we were one and everything he had it's like he had it was like we were joint heirs. We were we we we, we became one. I, I, I'm not really sure. I, I probably lack the words to describe it um eloquently enough, but it's that's that's what it felt like when I was when I was there. It felt like we were we were one. Like what we had was was like was the same. Like God had shared Jesus was sharing all he had with us and we were one. That's what I really experienced. Yes, so I, I want all of you to know that I want to conf- I want to confirm with this scripture in Luke fifteen thirty one. My son, the father said, "You're always with me, and everything I have is yours." And I really felt that in heaven during the the bride that makes it, you know, you know, the ones that will make it to be the bride. When we get there, everything Jesus has, He shares with us, and it's like we're one, we're joint heirs. And that was what it felt like. That's what I really experienced. It was like I really felt this scripture come alive there. That it was like we, he had made us one with him. We were like the same. He'd made us like that. That's what he did. That's what he allowed us to be. And so I want to I share with you to just keep seeking the Lord and keep striving, doing all your best to please him. Because the Lord indeed has so much. There is so much that the Lord has. And, you know, he he wants to share it all with us. He wants to be with us. So we have to take, you know, seeking the Lord very, very serious. We have to do everything that the Lord leads and commands us to do. We have to keep trusting Him. And we have to keep doing our best to become the bride that He, he, he created us to be, the bride that we're, we're, we're meant to be. Because there's a great, you know, like to become a bride, it does, you know, you will need to go through a lot. Sometimes you need to you need to go through a lot of praying and a lot of fasting. You need to do a lot of things, but it's worth it. Because in the end, you know, being with Him, the reward is just so great and so tremendous. So I encourage all of you to keep seeking the Lord and keep preparing. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm going to continue with First Thessalonians 4, 7. For God hath not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. Yes, God has not called us to be sinful. God has not called us to be, you know, to be oppressed. God has not ca- called us to be oppressed and to be overcome by darkness. He's not called us to live a sinful life, but a life where there's victory and there's power. A life that is holy, a life that is true and that is pure. But, you know, with, with holiness, we have to fight for it every single day. You know, as it says that we should work at our salvation with fear and trembling. And that's saying we have to fight for holiness because, you know, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but evil wickedness in high places. And with what we're fighting against, we need to, we need to put on the full armor of God and fight spiritual, the spiritual battle. The spiritual battle where faith is needed. We need that battle so that we can maintain, we can maintain our holiness. Because holiness... Because if you have holiness, you're close to the Lord. If you have holiness, the protection and the victory of the Lord is over you. Because, you know, it teaches us in the Word of God that if you trust and you, if you obey God, if you do all that God tells you, because as I said, if ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. 
when you're willing to God, when you're obedient, when you're when you when you're holy, when you let the Lord do what He wants to do in your life, you will eat the good of the land. You'll be blessed. So hence, you know, when when, when because He's called us as a holy people, when we receive His call, His calling, and when we allow ourselves to be made holy by Him. We receive we receive the blessing that the Lord has for us. We receive His blessing, and you know His protection and His arm rests on us. And you know we're fighting against evil wickednesses in high places that are trying to stop, that are really trying so badly to prevent this. So right now, I want all of us to just pray for holiness. But I want us to warfare for holiness because this is what the Lord has shown me that a lot of people that are struggling with sin, you know, as we all know, it's because of demons. And when there's demons in someone, they, they make them very unholy. And sometimes there's a lot of evil that is coming against people. And sometimes to be a holy child of God, you like really like generally to be a holy child of God, you need to warfare because demons are coming at you, doing all they can to make you unholy. And to be a holy child of God, you need this this is this is a um our relation that the Lord showed me. If you want to be holy, then you have to warfare without stopping. Because demons are doing all they can to defile your garment. Demons and Satan are doing all they can to make you unclean, to make you sinful, to make you very, very evil, to make you unpleasant and disgusting and very displeasing to the Lord. Because once you become very displeasing and very sinful, then your name will leave the book of life. And then you're not saved anymore. You're going straight to hell if you are to pass away. Because as we're living right now, your destiny could—it's like it's—it's it's in your hands, but it—it it, it changes depending on what you do. Your destiny could switch to heaven today and tomorrow if you do things wrong. Your destiny could end up switching into hell. So it—it it depends on who you allow to rule over your life. You know, God has called us to be holy. As I'm going to go over the scripture in First Thessalonians 4, 7 again. For God has not called us to uncleanliness, but to holiness. God has called us to be holy, not unholy. It means you have to, you know, holiness meaning that, you know, you have to make sure that you hear from God. And you have to do what God asks you to do. Everything that God calls you to do, you have to do. You have to walk in the footsteps of God. Holiness just means, a holiness, it's like a, holiness, it's, it's an attribute. It's a form of God. It's a purity. Holiness means there is no contamination. Holiness means it's 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 a pu it's pure. It's pure. God is holy. God is the only one that is holy. He's the holiest of all, and it's like he he wants us to become like him. But it's like holiness. It's it's God. When you follow God, when you become like him, when you do everything that he does, you are made into his likeness, and you're made holy like him. When you obey everything that God tells you to, when you do what He tells you to, when you love like the way He loves, when you pray and fast like the way He, he tells you to, you become holy. But right now, I just want us to just go into prayer and, you know, warfare. And I want to encourage you guys to, you know, try to, when you, when you get the time, pray and, you know, try to memorize scriptures. Because, you know, the Word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. You need, to, you need to know the Word of God. You need to have the Word of God living in your heart. That's why I need to, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. You need to make sure you know the Word of God because because of lack of knowledge, you know, many people perish. So we're going to pray in warfare and we're going to use the Word of God because when you pray and when you use what God has spoken, there is so much power. There is so much authority. There is just such 
a great anointing. It breaks walls. It breaks the works of Satan. Because remember that the Bible says that we, we don't know how to pray. That's why, you know, the, God has given us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will pray and will help our infirmities. Because we don't know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit will lead us and teach us how to pray. That is why if you have tongues too, it's a blessing. You have the gift of tongues. And for those that don't have it, I, I encourage you to pray for it. Because it really helps you in prayer. Because when you don't know what to pray for, when you speak in tongues, you always know what to pray for. Because the Holy Spirit does not pray amiss. He doesn't pray wrong prayers. When you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit prays through you. And you pray perfect prayers to God that are, that are not hindered by your flesh. Because sometimes when you pray, you might pray according to your flesh and what you feel in your flesh. You might say, well, you might pray according to what you feel in your flesh. But what you feel in your flesh is not necessarily what God feels. But because you feel it, you might pray it. And it might not, exa- it might not necessarily be exactly what God wants you to pray for. But when you pray according to the Holy Spirit. When you pray, you know, when you let the Holy Spirit lead you, especially in, in tongues, you don't pray amiss. You're speaking the divine, powerful language of God from the heavens. And your prayers are so powerful and so strong. And, you know, the Lord wants, because that's why he made this gift available. It's supposed to help you get closer to God. It's supposed to help you get stronger and become a much, much stronger Christian. It's supposed to help you overcome. But right now we have to pray. We have to, like, we have to keep fighting because the enemy is out seeking whom he's going to destroy and especially for those that keep trying to live holy he's going to keep coming at, at you with, with from one way from to another he's going to keep coming at you with people with with anything with people with with friends spiritually with demons he's going to come at you with anything he can that's why you have to pray and never stop and always be very close to god because as christians we're very precious to god because because god want, because god could use just one christian to do so much so knowing that in this time there's not very there's not a lot of true believers like Christians that truly believe. One Christian is so precious to God. One Christian God could use to do so much because everyone is precious to God, but especially those that believe in him because everyone is very special to God. God loves everyone, but everyone has their free will and their free choice. And some people allow God to use them and others will not allow God to use them. So those that are that yield and allow God to use them. God is really happy. He's really th- like he's 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 really happy that they allow him to use them in the way he likes to. So they're very special to God. They're very special to God and and because of that Satan knows that. So Satan tries to focus on attacking them because they're the ones that God uses to bring Satan down. So right now we're going to go and pray. We're going to speak the words of God. We're going to speak and declare. We're going to pray that whatever thing that is trying to make you compromise your holiness or, or try to compromise the word of God or bring you down in any way or trying, to, or trying to prevent you from becoming what God wants you to do or to become, it's going to be broken down right now. It's going to be destroyed right now. Let's pray right now. Let's all go into warfare. Let's pray. Let's ask God because, you know, we have to fight. We have to stand and fight the good fight of faith. We have to pray and we have to intercede. You know, on the behalf of our brothers and sisters and the body of Christ and for ourselves, because the enemy is really trying to attack, doing all he can. But, you know, no weapon formed against the sharp prosper. He's already been defeated. So let's go into warfare right now. So everybody repent. It's important that when you pray, you repent of your sins. Because sometimes when you're praying and there's still sin in your heart, Satan can try to use that sin in your heart against you. Sometimes the things that you watched or the things that you did that you're not supposed to do, Satan could try to use it to make, to distract you. Because, I mean, I hear a lot of people say they pray and then 
they realize that the things they watch when they pray starts coming into their heads. That's why you should not watch secular TV or listen to secular music because those things are not of God. They're not made. They're not inspired by the Holy Spirit. They're inspired by Satan. And it's so easy for Satan to use them to get people into hell. That is why you have to be careful. Holiness means that you, you reject everything that is unclean and accept everything that is righteous. Holiness means that you give God everything you have and fight against evil. You have to yield and you don't have to compromise. Because holiness means that you don't have to watch a lot of things. When you're when you're trying to be holy, you have to quit watching a lot of things. You have to quit um you have to quit quit listening to a lot of songs. So that's one thing. Like when the Lord woke me up, he told me to stop watching a lot of things and I stopped I quit watching so many things on T V a lot. Maybe sometimes he allowed me to watch Christian shows and but it was only Christian things that I would watch because there's a lot of things that are sinful that could make you sin. Some, some of them you think there's nothing wrong with it. But when you seek the Lord, the Lord will tell you what he doesn't want you to watch and what he doesn't want you to listen to. Some people will, will, will try to compromise you and make you think it's fine. You could listen to anything. You could watch anything. It's fine. But don't fall into their deception. Don't fall into their lies. Because sometimes Satan uses people. If you remember, um, Satan, spoke through, Satan spoke through Peter and Jesus addressed. You know, and, and spoke spoke to Satan that was using Peter and rebuked Satan that was using Peter. So sometimes even your brothers and sisters or people that you know, Satan could still use them against you. That's why I have to be careful because if someone has an open door, even if they're a brother in Christ, if they have an open door, Satan can use them or a sister in Christ. Satan can still use them against you. That's why I have to be careful and discern and not trust anyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they are. Because that was Peter, but even... Even Peter, even Satan even used Peter at that time. So it's like you have to be careful. You have to make sure that you trust only God and only make sure that when you hear something and you do something, it's because the Holy Spirit will confirm it to you, not because you think it's right, but it's because you actually know it's right because you confirmed it with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God proves to you that it's what God wants. So you have to make sure that you know, you're careful in everything that you do. And you're holy. You, 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 you do your best to be holy. You do your best to be holy. It's very important because without holiness, you're, no one, if you're not holy, you're not going home in the rapture. You have to be careful of the thoughts that you have. You have to make sure that you, know, you, you overcome. You have, to, you have to do your best to overcome because if the sinful thoughts overcome you and if you sin and if they keep overcoming you, then it means you're going to hell. If darkness overcomes you, as, then you're a sinner. You're going to hell. But if you let the light of God overcome you, then you're, you're saved. You're going to heaven. If you're holy, you have to change the way you do so many things. You'll have to, you'll, because, you know, it's like, because what is in you will cause you, because, you know, people will act. People will do everything they do because of what is inside of them. So that is why you have to, to be holy, you need a lot of the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes, because, because people act and do everything they do. They say everything they say. They they do everything they do because of what is already inside them. Everyone will 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 live out a life because of the spirit that are, that that is inside them. Everybody will do what they do because of what lives in. People will do good and show a lot of love and be very humble and be very kind and be very generous because of the Holy Spirit that is in them. And people will sin and keep making mis and, and keep doing wrong things and being very arrogant and prideful about it because of the demons that are living in them. So I mean if you're if you're if you realize you're doing bad things, if you're sinning, sometimes don't excuse yourself. I mean don't think, well, oh it's fine. I mean 
to err is human. All humans make mistakes, so it's fine. I mean, all humans make mistakes. It's it's like God will forgive you if you make your mistake. But what it is is that you have to admit that you're wrong and you need to change. Because sometimes a lot of people go off and say, well, it's their personality. I'm telling you, if someone is arrogant and prideful, it's not their personality. It is because of the demons that are inside of them. That is why they're acting like that. Because in heaven, everyone has a different personality. But you won't see anyone in heaven that is prideful and arrogant. Because on earth, sin, the difference is earth and heaven. And it's that Sin cannot exist in heaven. When there's sin in heaven, it has to be removed because that's where God lives. But in here, it's like God gave earth, he gave us dominion, and it's like we choose to do what we want. So if we sin and if we allowed Satan, yeah, he could come because it's like he gave us the choice. And as, as God has given us the choice to allow Satan to come in our lives to, to do what he wants if we allow him or, or, or not to. So basically, it's like it's if we allow so it's like sometimes people say, people think if people are sinful and, and are, no, 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 it's their personality. But no, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. Because because sin, okay, is, is a spirit, okay? Sin is like, is like de- demonic sin, okay? It's like sin is, is spiritual, okay? It, it's, it's a spiritual thing. And if a person has an open door, that spiritual sin, it, it comes into them. It's like it's sometimes it's demons that will make you commit that sin. It's like the sin is like the like the demons are are what will cause you to sin, and that the the, the demons the demons spiritually will cause you to sin, and when they come into you, it's like if you don't remove them, if you don't cast them out in the name of Jesus, they will become a part of you, and then they will change you. And then you might begin to think that is who you are, but that is who you're not. Because the image of God is not prideful. Because what does the Bible say? We all, who, who does the Bible refer us to? The Bible calls it says that we're made in the image of God. If we're in the image of God, then how can someone be prideful or arrogant? Because that is not in God. God is never prideful or arrogant. He's not sinful. So if people are, if you find out that people are very sinful and arrogant and doing bad things, some people say it's their personality, but no, it's sin. Sometimes people confuse sin with personalities. They, because sometimes I, know, I I do hear that sometimes where people say it's their personality, but it's never their personality. If someone is like personality is like, is completely different from sin. Because sometimes people make the excuses as as to oh that's just part of them. That's how they are. That's just the way they live. That's just how they've always been. But it's because that's because remember we've all sinned. Like we've all sinned. Like once you come into knowing of of good and bad it's like you're a sinner you have to accept jesus before you're changed so it's like basically there's a lot going on that is influenced by the spiritual realm that people don't have any idea of it's because you know that's what the bible says for lack of knowledge many people perish that's why we have to seek god because god is the one that has all knowledge and there's so much that he has for us that we've not even heard of before that's why it's very important it's very very important that you make sure, it's like this is very, very crucial in becoming a bride, that you make sure that you're holy. Holiness is very important. Holiness is so crucial. It changes everything about a believer. It just makes everything different. It changes everything. Because the Bible says, you know, let men see the good things that you do and praise God. Let men see what you do and praise God. As you know, as like, you know, when, because when we accept Jesus Christ, Jesus does these wonderful, amazing works in us. You know, these signs and these wonders and people believe and people turn from their sins and follow Jesus. And that's how our life should be. 
But we have to fight for holiness for these things. Holiness is so important. You need to fight for holiness. And how can you get that? It's it's one way that one major way of becoming holy is having is having a humble heart that will surrender to the Holy Spirit. Because you have to know that you you are not holy in yourself. You don't even know how to become holy. If God doesn't make you holy, there's nothing there's nothing you can do to become holy. Because he's the, he's the essence of holiness. He's the only one that 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 can make someone holy. That can let someone be holy. And it's like you have to be humble. That's one important step that you need to have before you can be made holy. You need to be humble because the Holy Spirit will correct you. He will tell you what is right and what is wrong. And if you're not humble, you will often be rejected. And usually when you reject them, it means that you're prideful and arrogant. And, and it's going to even allow more demons and more sin to get into you. And eventually you could end up u- losing your spiritual life and become spiritually dead and getting, ending up in hell. So it's very important. Humility. If you want to become holy, you have to be humble. That's very crucial. It's like the attributes and the spirits of God, they all, they all, the attributes of God and the fruits of the Spirit, they all work hand in hand. It's like you can't, separ- you, can't separate, you can't separate them because when you get God, you get all of them and you can't take part of God and reject part of Him. It's like if you really want to become a bride, a bride is one that acknowledges all about her bridegroom. It's like a bride is a bride that accepts everything about her. Her, her husband, that will accept everything about Jesus. That is a true bride. And because Jesus is God, he knows who is a true bride and who is not. So you can't, th- you can't just think you're a bride. No, you can't think that. That is not at all. Because like, a lot of people think they are brides, but they're not even there yet. So it's not about you thinking you're a bride. It's about you know Jesus showing you that you are a bride. Because remember that we don't know anything. You could think that you're there yet, but you're, not, you're still not there so you have to let Jesus show you because because only he knows you know what it really takes and what will really make someone a bride only he really knows it so you have to learn to trust him and believe in him and let him lead you and to guide you in all things that's what you have to do as i was shown in heaven there was just such there was such a great glory that the that you know that Jesus is preparing for people in heaven, there's like there's just such a great glory that he's preparing for, you know, his brides in heaven, and it's just so wonderful. It is there's just such a great glory to be able to sit there and and to know the privilege that you know that the Lord is going to give to his bride. It was amazing. I I didn't even know this until the Lord showed this to me, and and he he let me actually live it. I literally experienced it. And I was so thankful, and I was so amazed. I mean, when I think about what Jesus has for us, it, it amazes me so much. And I'm, I, I'm just so thankful that you know he's, he's, he's called us. Like just the privilege to become a bride. It's like we can't even thank him enough. If sometimes people don't understand what it means to become, like literally, many people have no idea what it means to become a bride of Christ. Like do you, like sometimes it's, it's like, look, you're actually the wife of God, and. If if you know what the the laws of marriage, it's like about marriage and about how how God does things. You know, God makes them one, and when God makes you one with someone, it's like you're one with them. You share everything together. What both of you have is like both of you have the same thing. Like what he has is yours, and what she has is yours. You're one, and to actually experience this with Jesus and it's it was amazing. I I was I was so thankful that I I was actually made one with Jesus and I felt it there in the in the wedding supper room. I felt it. I was I was there with him. He was I was sitting next to him and he was looking at me and I saw him and, and he showed me this and I felt it so strong. And I mean 
please take this to the Lord. Please do so that you don't so that you don't believe me, but you believe in the Lord Jesus. So I want you to te- because you know the Bible says you should test everything. So these things I'm telling you, take them to the Lord. Okay, take them to the Lord and confirm these things and ask the Lord to confirm these to you because. I know what the Lord showed me. The Lord did clearly show these things to me, and I was so thankful. and And I want to encourage all of you to to to, to do your best to become a perfect bride for Jesus, because it is so worth it. But I mean, it, it it's work. It's a lot of sacrificing. It's a lot of rejecting everything in this sinful world. But it is so worth it. It's like it's the blessing. It's so great and so tremendous to be called a bride of Jesus. And to actually be one, and it's 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 it was just so it was so great. I was I was so thankful. I was so thankful for that experience, being being there, being at the table, and and being there with them, and knowing how we were united, like the unity that I felt with Jesus. That was what was just that was just what amazed me. I I couldn't even describe it. The unity I felt with him, I, I was just so shocked that we were going to be like that level of unity with Jesus. I, I didn't know that it was going to be at that level. But when the Lord let me experience it at that level, I was so thankful and I was like, I was, I was, I mean, I was really surprised because I didn't know this at all. I didn't know that it was going to be like this. But I, I didn't know, but I'm, wow, I was just so amazed and so thankful for what the Lord did and, and what he allowed me to see and what he allowed me to experience. Yes, brothers and sisters, it is so amazing what the Lord has for us. And and brothers, I really want you to please take this to the Lord, okay? Let the Lord confirm this to you. Let him show you this because, you know, I want him to, to let you know this too because I know I know that he spoke to me. I know that he showed me this. But, but for some people, I mean, for those that might not understand or those that might not fully agree, I just want you to hear from God. I just want you to, 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 know, to, to know that the, this is what the Lord actually has for us. And he reminded me of the scriptures to confirm it as I spoke earlier. So please, you know, for those of you that are not sure, take this to the Lord. Because some people might think it's, some people might not really agree. But, I mean, I know, I know, because I know, I know that the Lord showed this to me. I really know that he did. And I want you brothers and sisters to go to the Lord to to ask him, to, to ask him about this so that he really confirms. Because I'm just so thankful for what the Lord has for us. I'm just really happy just to know the glory and the beauty that he has for us. And, and the wonders and the glories. It's, it's just so wonderful. I mean, at the table, everything was so bright. I'm telling you, like, I have not seen a dinner table. I've not seen, like, a supper table like that ever before in my life. Like, it's probably, like, the most expensive. Like, I don't think you can even buy it. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Everything there was so bright. It was, like, unimaginably bright. It was so bright. Everything there was just so bright. And the, there was just like this, I saw this like golden, it was like a slight gold orangey glow color. And it was glowing, like it was bright. Jesus was shining, the bride was shining, the table, everything was bright. Like everything was just glowing. And it was just so beautiful to know that, that there was just this unity that we're going to have with Jesus. Just this oneness. Jesus really, really means means when he says he's really going to come for his bride, a bride that is spotless, without wrinkle. And I did see, I saw, I saw, this, I saw this in heaven. I could see the bride, and I could see how, how like, she was cleansed, and she was pure, and it was like she was a bride, and I knew she was a bride. But then at the same time, it felt like it was me, because I could feel it. But it was, I don't know how to explain it. It was like, we were, it was like I, was the, I was in the like, bride garment, whatever. It was like a bride. <laughs> I'm sorry for saying whatever. I just... 
I, I'm sorry, just that I just can't really explain it because I, I, don't, I don't have words for it. Because, you know, in heaven sometimes you can't really explain everything with English words. But, yeah, what, what we were worrying, I'm, I'm not sure the name, but well, um, the... The 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 the, the, the bride garment. I mean, it's called the the robe of righteousness. That's what it's called in the Bible. But it was just so beautiful and was was glowing, and it was glowing, it was shining, and it was very beautiful. And I saw the bride wearing that. Yes, that garment, or or whatever you might want to call it, or whatever it's actually really called. But um, yes, we were. It was, it was just such an awesome time. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep loving the Lord, keep wanting to. Keep wanting to be with the Lord because there's just so much He has for us. There's so many wonderful, amazing things that He has for us. There's just so much that He has for us to experience. Just a lot that He has for us. And I want all of you to do all you can to do your best to please the Lord. Do your best to live a holy life. A life that you know will bring glory to God. A life that you know that the Lord is going to be pleased with. Because then recently I had another open vision. I had this open vision uh, a, a while I think it was yeah it was, it was last week I had this open vision I was outside and I was just praying I was outside and I was praying and the Lord um, I mean I was, I was talking to a certain brother and then I just looked up to the sky and then when I looked up to the sky this open vision just appeared I saw it was like I could see through the sky right into heaven and I saw heaven and I could see like the throne room and I could see, I could see Father God. He was huge. He was so great. His, he was so big. He stretched like he covered, like he just his appearance alone, like covered the whole sky that I could see. Like he just covered, just um, the just um, you know the the range where I could where I was viewing. Like when I looked up, I could just see the Father God had just covered that whole entire part of the sky. With I could, I could just see him on his throne, and I could see these colors that were just around him. I could see like he was glowing in this pure white. I could see like this pure, this purity was showing me this purity, this white, pure light. Everything was just pure white. Everything was just like light, like his light was just emanating and coming out. And, and his light had surrounded everything. Everywhere was just like, his light was piercing through everywhere. So everything, his light, he was pure light and every his light was piercing all into all around the throne room where I could see, and I could see these colors, these other colors like maybe pink, um, g green, some up some, but I can't remember all the colors. But in certain areas, I could see different distinct colors. I could see that the white, um, the 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 white glory of God had covered like that whole area of the throne. I could just see that this white light coming out of him had surrounded everywhere, and I could also see the other colors that were that were surrounding the other parts. Of of the throne, it was like this, like I, one color that I I clearly remember I saw. I know I I think I really remember seeing a color that was like like a pinkish reddish orangish color. I could see that. I could see all these other colors that were like like a cloud, like a rainbow, something like that. That was just like around him on his throne, and he was full of all that glory and full of all that majesty. And he was, you know, he looked down on me, and I knew that when I was praying and I was, you know, seeking him. He he heard everything I said. He was watching me. He knew that I was praying, and he was watching me because because when I looked up, because usually when I pray, I, I I usually when I pray to God, I look up because I know the God. He's up up up. He's up high above us, and I looked up and I could see him. And in this open vision, I clearly saw him like his throne, and I knew that he was watching me, and I knew that he knows that 
he knows that he knew I was praying to him, and he was also letting me know that Kelvin, um, that he was letting me know that he's up there and he's listening and he's hearing our prayers, and he knows we're praying. So I want you to do all you do diligently because God sees it all, and everything he, everything you do, you're gonna be paid and you know rewarded for it. So in all that you do, do the best you can. Don't do it, you know, um, partially or don't do it perfectly. Just do the best you can. Do it because you're doing it unto God, not unto men. For all that you do, do the best you can because, you know, as though you're doing it to God because you are. Because God is, God is going to be the one to judge you. Because for so many humans, um, some of them will not even... Because, because, for, because for some people, um, they won't even um, be there on, on judgment day and they're not going to be the ones you have to face. The one you have to face is going to be God. So when you do anything, do it for God because God is going to be the one that will that will judge when you do anything do it as unto God because God will be the one to judge and to reward everyone for for all that they have done so do it with excellence and 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 with with all your heart because you have this opportunity to live on earth to give glory and to praise our Lord God but right now it's time for us to go into prayer and to warfare so i mean these are a few things i wanted to share with you that i experienced over the over the past few um, days and let's say maybe even weeks, yes, and I want to share these things with you. Um, but before, um, but before I go into prayer, as usual, everyone just make sure you always repent and always put the full armor of God on. It's very important because as you're going to pray, there's going to be a lot of unclean spirits that will try to intercept or or distract you. So make sure you repent of everything you did. Because because when you begin to pray, demons will focus on making sure that you're distracted and that you lose your focus. So make sure that you put the armor of God on and you repent of every thought or everything that you know is not right so that it doesn't torment you while you're praying. So that you could let that go and pray freely to the Lord. Yeah, so make sure that, you know, repentance for the armor of God. So let's go ahead. Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive us of all of our sins, O Lord. We repent. We repent of every sin, every unclean thought, all that we've said and done that we should not have. O Father God, forgive us. Cleanse all of our hearts. Cleanse all of our souls. O Father God, forgive us. We repent. O Jesus, wash us with your blood. O Father God, forgive us of everything, all that we have said and done that we should not have. Father God, forgive us. O Father God, I pray that you'd cover all of us with the armor of God. We receive the armor of God in the name of Jesus. O Lord, the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. Oh God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Oh, the boots which represent the readiness to speak your good news of peace. Oh Lord, the belt of truth. Oh Father God, and the helmet of salvation cover all of us with the arm of God right now. Let us lack nothing, Father God. Let us lack nothing. Breastplate of righteousness. Let us lack nothing. Oh Father God, surround us with more and more of your presence and your power. We receive right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, right now I pray that you would go before us, Father God, in this war and in this battle right now. Oh Father God, according to ordinance, Psalm 35, as one that says, Oh Lord, contend with those who contend with me. Oh, fight against those who fight against me right now. Father God, bring down the works of Satan against anyone that is on here right now. Father God, whatever principality, whatever work of Satan is contending against any one of your children, oh God, show them your might and your power. Oh Lord, in your word in Romans 16 verse 20 says, God will crush Satan under my feet in the name of Jesus. Oh God, bind every work of Satan, crush every work of the enemy right now. Oh Lord, as it says in your word in 1 John 3 verse 
Genesis 8, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Oh God, break every work of Satan right now. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. In the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, it says in your word in Deuteronomy 24, the Lord goes with me to fight my enemies and gives me victory in the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Oh God, break the works of Satan right now. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Oh, Revelations 1 verse 16, out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. Oh Lord, cut all the works of Satan. Consume all the works of the devil right now, oh God. Oh, break the works of Satan right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I praise you for the victory that you've given to us through your precious Son. Oh, thank you for demolishing and breaking all the works of Satan. Oh, God, we praise you. Oh, Father God, your word in Psalm 68, verse 1 says, Arise, O Lord. May your enemies be scattered. May your foes flee before you, O Lord, right now. And the lives of anyone that is listening, cause, Lord Jesus, all of your enemies to flee now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, as it says in your word in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It can divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Oh, Father God, with your word, break the works of Satan. Break the works of Jezebel, witchcraft. We rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, in your word in Malachi 4 verse 3, I will trample down the wicked. The wicked will be as ashes under the soles of my feet right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, as Father God. Oh, Father God, cause me to trample over all the evil that is coming up against me. Oh, God, crush them right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, in your word in Mark 3.27, I will first bind up the strong man and then plunder his house. In the name of Jesus, I bind you, Satan. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ and we cast you in the pits of hell. We break all your works against us right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, in your word, Rima Oh, Father God, consume the works of all of our enemies right now. Yes, Father God, in your word in Deuteronomy 20, verse 4, the Lord goes with me to fight my enemies and gives me victory. We receive that victory. Oh, Lord, bring down the works of Satan. Break the works of Satan that are hindering us from receiving our blessings, that are hindering us from receiving our holiness. Oh, God, break the works of Satan right now. Oh, Father God, consume the works of Satan right now. Oh, break every work of every principality right now. Oh, John 12, 13, now is the time for judgment on the world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Oh, God, remove the works of Satan. Drive them out now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Romans 16, 20, God will crush Satan under my feet in the name of Jesus. Oh, Luke 10, 19, I have authority to trample on, on snakes and scorpions. And to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm me in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Psalm 68, verse 1. Arise, O Lord, and may your enemies be scattered. May your foes flee before you, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 5. Oh, the weapons we fight with are not carnal, but divinely powerful to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive have every thought and make it obedient to Christ in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, right now, overcome all the darkness that is bringing us down right now. I rebuke every work of Satan, every work of witchcraft and divination in the life of anyone that is listening. 
I rebuke it right now. I command you, demon, to leave them now. In the name of Jesus. You have no place in their lives to hold them down right now. I command every work of Satan, every work of every demon to be broken. Romans 16 verse 20 God will crush Satan under my feet In the name of Jesus I speak this word in faith and empower and authority From our Lord Jesus Christ I crush you Satan under my feet right now In the name of Jesus And you belong there No weapon formed against us shall prosper Oh Father God your word says indeed Our Lord is a fire consumption Oh God but your fire burn down the works of Satan right now Oh Father God, consume the works of our enemies. Consume the works of all of our enemies right now. Let all demons be removed right now, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let he razito rojete man. Oh Father God, it says in your word in John 12, 31 Now is the time for judgment on this world Now the prince of this world will be driven out in the name of Jesus Oh God, remove dry Satan out of our lives, oh God, right now Oh Father God, consume and destroy the works of our enemies right now. Oh God, break the works of our enemies. Holy Spirit, consume them by your fire and by your power now. Break every work of Satan. Break every curse, oh God. Oh God, break every yoke. Destroy the works of Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, depart from us right now. Five of us will chase a hundred, and a hundred of us will put ten thousand to flight, and my enemy will fall by the sword before me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your victory. All praises, all glory, all power, and all honor belongs to you. For you alone are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, oh Lord, you are set above all. Oh God, we just want to praise and thank you so much, Jesus. Glory, glory to you in the highest. Oh God, there is none like you. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for your wonderful works. Oh God, thank you for breaking the works of Satan. Oh God, thank you for destroying the works of our enemies, oh God. Thank you so much. Set us free, Father God, from all those that are trying to keep us captive, from all those that are trying to stop us from living the life you've called us to live. Break your works, oh God. Render them useless, oh Lord. Render them powerless, oh God. Render our enemies useless. Father God, render our enemies useless. Oh, Father God, let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Jesus, use your people. Rain down your spirit, O oh God. Rain down your presence, O oh Holy Spirit. O oh God, rain down your anointing. Rain down your peace. Rain down your glory and your deliverance, O oh Lord. Deliver your people, O oh Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, break the chains. Only you can break the chains. Break the chains in Jesus. Let us fight for you. Let us live for you. Let nothing cause us to stumble. Let nothing cause us to fall. All that is going to cause us to be inhibited or to be stopped. Oh, God, remove it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Father God, according to your word in Deuteronomy 12, verse 3, break down the altars, smash the sacred stones, burn the Asherah poles, cut down the idols, demolish the high places, wipe out their names from those places right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, go right now and bring down the works of Satan. Bring them down now, Father God. Burn them down right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Never to rise up again. Snuff them out, O Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, bring down all the works of our enemies right now. Oh, Father God, consume all the works of Satan against your people right now in the name of Jesus. Bring them down right now. Father God, all those that are suffering with any oppression, any sickness, any disease, I command it to be lifted off of them now in the name of Jesus. I break the works of Satan. I break the yokes of generational curses, of witchcraft, of divination, of any curse, of fear, of pride, of sexual morality. Father God, burn down the works of Satan against all of your people. Deliver them from all their all sicknesses, all evil. Father God, all pain and all darkness, let it be lifted off of your people, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, heal them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me he's going to heal you. I don't know, but there's someone that the Holy Spirit wants to heal, or some people, I don't know. But the Holy Spirit wants to heal. The Holy Spirit wants to heal. I'm going to pray for healing right now. I'm going to pray for healing right now. I'm going to pray for healing right now. Whatever I need healing of, it could be a spiritual healing, a physical healing, whatever I need healing of, whether it's in your stomach, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, it looks like someone put their hand in their stomach, but whatever, whatever, whatever it is that you need healing for, just believe. The Holy Spirit will heal right now because His power is available right now. His presence is available to heal. Holy Spirit, release your spirit to heal. Lord, you're the one that heals. Oh, Father God, in your name, in your presence, there is no darkness. Oh, Father, you are a mighty, wonderful, miracle-working God, and nothing can stop you, O oh Lord Jesus. I pray that you would go to wherever your children need you to be right now. Father God, be what they need you to be right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, release them from every curse. Release them from every bondage right now. Break the chains, oh God. Open the gates. Open the gates. Open the chains that are bond, binding them, Father God, set them free right now. Oh, Father God, remove the works of Satan, remove the blindfold of sin, remove the sickness and the diseases, and let the pain come out now in the name of Jesus. Receive the healing of the Lord. Oh, heal them, Holy Spirit, heal them. Holy Spirit, heal them, Holy Spirit, heal them. Holy Spirit, heal them, Holy Spirit, heal them, heal them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Father God, heal them. Father, heal them. Heal your children, oh, Holy Spirit. Heal them. Heal them, heal them, heal them. Holy Spirit, release healing, release healing. Oh, Holy Spirit, release your healing, release your healing. Holy Spirit, release your healing, heal them, heal them. Holy Spirit, release your healing. Oh, God, release your healing. Oh, Holy Spirit, heal them. Oh, Holy Spirit, heal them, heal them, heal them. Holy Spirit, heal them. Holy Spirit, release your healing. Oh, Father, heal your people. Oh Jesus, heal them. Oh 
Father God, heal your people, heal your people. Oh, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God, heal your people. Father God, heal them in the name of Jesus, heal them, oh God. Oh, Father, only you can set your people free. Father, set your people free in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, heal them, Father God, bring them all from darkness. God, bring them all from all sickness, all disease, all evil, bring them out. From every curse, from every work of Satan, from all the works of the enemy, set them free because you're the one that sets free. I thank you, Jesus, for your work. I thank you, Jesus, for your work. God, I thank you so much for glowing your power. I thank you so much for the manifestations of your blessings, O Lord. I bless your name, O Father. Thank you, Jesus, my blessed King. Our blessed one, our blessed Savior. We thank you so much. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, O God. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for healing, and I thank you for ministering in their lives, O Lord. Yes, thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm going to continue to talk about holiness. Yes, I'm going to continue from um, 2 Timothy 2.21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So it says, if a man therefore purge himself from these. So basically, it's telling us if, meaning it's it's if, meaning it's it's your choice. Okay, you can decide to purge yourself or not to purge yourself. But if you purge yourself, meaning if if you cleanse yourself, you mean if you cleanse yourself with the Word of God, because the Word of God is the only thing that can cleanse us. Um, a while ago, um, a few, maybe even last year, or maybe months ago, I was shown this vision. I was praying and. I was praying, and then I was I was let to repent, and I was repenting. And then when I repented, I was so amazed and so surprised and very, very thankful. I saw a garment in heaven, or like a, a, it was a garment. But I said, I, I asked the Lord to forgive me, and, I, and this was the first time I saw this. I, I mean, this was the first time I actually saw this in heaven, and I saw it so clear. Like, I can't even, I, I can't, it was so clear. I just saw it so clear in heaven. I could see, like, the, this was the Lord showed me. He showed me his blood, the blood of Jesus washing the sin off. He's, he was, the blood was washing the garment. And I'm telling you, the, the, the blood, it's, it has such... Yes, brothers and sisters, in heaven, I was shown how clean the blood of Jesus washes. And I could see the blood washing a garment. And after the, after the blood washed the garment, I saw it moving over this white garment, like a white robe. After the garment washed... Yes, I was. I saw the blood washing over this garment, and it was washed so clean. And it was, it literally washed it. And after it was washed, the thing, the the garment turned to like light. The garment began to glow, and it began to glow so brightly. Yes, brothers in heaven, brother. I'm sorry, brothers, brothers and sisters in heaven. I was shown that the power that the power that Jesus had to make something pure, and when the blood of Jesus would literally wash something and make it pure. The thing would actually begin to glow. Like it wouldn't just be white; it would be turn into light, like shining light. Because after the garment was washed, it began to glow so brightly, and I was so amazed and astounded at the power in the blood and how much it could turn something, something it could turn something from darkness into light. That's what the blood can do. And when I, I mean, we we know this, but when I literally saw it, I was so amazed. I saw this like red substance, like this red liquid, just go over. Or the white garment, like I saw this clear, like open vision, and I just saw it just wash, and then I just saw the garment just 
sparkling white. And I was just so amazed and so thankful to how the Lord could clean and change someone and just make them so pure and so holy. It was so amazing. So, I, so brothers and sisters, like the Lord could really make us clean. He could really make us holy. But we have to yield to Him. But when we yield to Him, the results are amazing. Because it doesn't matter how awful or how, or how bad of a sinner you've been in your past. If you allow the Lord to clean you, um, the the level of cleanliness you, you receive or the purity that you get, it's just amazing. Because I literally saw the, the difference. I saw, I was just so amazed at how clean clean it looked. It looked like, it looked so clean. I, I couldn't even, you know, in heaven, like the, when something is white in heaven, like when something is pure, it glows. It's like it's so bright and it's like a whole level of, purity that we've not even seen yet like the purity of god it's not just white it's like a living purity and the purity shines the purity has power like god's holiness has power his holiness is is like power it shines and glows it's like a living holiness it's like a living power it's pure and it's alive and it shines you can see it has life it has light and it's glowing and it's powerful and that's what god wants to make us and that's what we receive when we believe and we accept our Lord Jesus. Yes, so what the word in Second Timothy 2.21 is saying, that if we allow the Lord to cleanse us, meaning it's our choice, we choose to be cleansed or not to be cleansed. But if you do make the wise decision to allow the Lord to cleanse you, then you will be made a vessel of honor, sanctified to meet the Master's use. Meaning, for God to use you, you have to be clean. You have to allow yourself to be clean. That's so that God could use it because God can use something that is really unclean and that is that I mean he can because he could do anything, but he he can because he can still do anything he can use whatever he wants, but really, what he loves to use is a heart that is willing that will surrender because there are instances that he will use maybe even people or or things that are not maybe people that don't even know him or things that are not even godly for his glory, sometimes God could do that, like sometimes God could allow. You know, maybe Satan to test someone, but in the end, all the glory will go to God. So um, God could do things like that, but for God to use someone for a prolonged time, for a very long time, that person has to be clean, because the, because the the person for that person to become God's servant, they have to be clean. They have to allow because the Spirit of God has to dwell in them, and they have to be pure. Because if there's so much sin in you, then how are you going to be obedient to God? How are you going to even hear God's voice? How are you going to hear God's voice, and how are you going to know that this is what God wants? Because there's going sin is de- is deceiving. It's going to bring so much confusion. So the Lord wants everyone to be clean and to be pure, so that He can use them. Because it says here, you know, shall be used into a vessel of honor. God wants to use, you know, to to honor, and He wants to use you to honor and to bring Him glory. But you have to be clean before you, so that you can be used by God. That's what God is doing to His bride, because the bride that He's going to use, He's cleaning her. And he's sharpening her. Because a while ago I received the vision of someone sharpening a knife. And this knife that was being sharpening, I understood that it was... Let's, I knew that what it was. The Lord was telling me that he's sharpening um, his servant that was seeking him. It's like if you seek the Lord, the Lord sharpens you. Because he wants to use you as a knife to harvest You know the grape from the grapevine. He wants to use you to harvest. So I knew that he was telling me that he was sharpening... He was he was sharpening his servant so that he could use his servant to pluck and to to harvest the va- the, the grape the grape from the vines. I mean, he's sharpening his bride and his servant so that he could use them in the great and final harvest. Because the people that God will use will be the people that are ready. God's not gonna because in the, in the revival that's coming, 
God will use the people, the bride that has cleaned herself and made her ready, met herself ready. God will grant her great supernatural power, and God will use her to spread the good, good news, the gospel. But it's going to be a bride that has purged herself and you know made herself as a vessel of honor. And right now we have time to purge ourselves. And you know to purge yourself, it takes time. That's why you don't waste any time you have. If God is giving you more time, maybe a week extra, then you should be so thankful and use it to purge yourself more. Because the cleaner you are, the more you allow God to work through you. The more, the more you allow yourself to be cleansed by the power of God, the more you enable the Holy Spirit to work through you and to use you to minister and to touch others. So it's very crucial. It's very, very, very important for 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 brothers and sisters and you know what for Christians to make sure that they're that they allow themselves to be used by God. That's why I have to spend all this time just preparing, prepare to prepare because there is work for the bride before we go home. Because God will use those that are ready to make those that are not ready ready. So it's very important that you you prepare yourself and you do all you can. You pray, you fast, you do everything. If, if you you know if the Lord shows you weaknesses, then let the Lord help you to. Become strong where you're weak. The Lord can do that for you, but you have to try your best. Yes, and yes, and it continues to say and prepare it unto every good work, meaning made ready to, you know, and made ready to to be used by God. So, brothers and sisters, keep preparing because, as I said earlier, the bride that will will be changed and will be transformed and will be um that one that will be given all that. You know, supernatural power to do all that will be a bride that has made herself ready. So it's God's going to use those that are ready. He will use those that are ready, because you know, to whom to whom much is given, much expected. And if you do very well with what God has given you, God will give you more. If you do well with it, you will receive more from God. So please, like what whatever that God has given you, do the best with it. Do the best with it you can. Do the best you can to. Make the Lord proud and live a life that is pleasing to God. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm going to continue to go on with First Thessalonians 5.23. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. I mean holy as in whole. Holy. And I pray to God, your whole spirit and soul and body be pers- preserved blameless. Unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, because we have to be kept holy. Because on that day, that when He comes, if if of the day of His coming, if if we're not holy, we're not going to go. Because as we read the Bible, it goes on to teach us so much about holiness and how crucial it is. It's very very important. Holiness, I, I is like I I can't stress on it enough. It's very very. It's very very crucial, important that everyone fights for holiness. And as we did the prayer and we did that warfare for, 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 you know, as we prayed, I encourage all of you to just, you know, keep making sure you pray because demons, you know, Satan is out to, you know, to steal people's holiness. He's out to contaminate people. And, you know, as as you go and come, there's demons that are stationed, demons that are always looking around to just find a way of making you unclean, finding a way to make you sin. So make sure that you don't have any open doors. Make sure that you don't have any open doors to thoughts, to any sinful thoughts, or you don't do something the Lord tells you not to. You don't rebel against the Lord. If the Lord tells you to go somewhere, do something, you have to, because our holiness is very, very important. Without it, we can't go home to heaven. It's very important. So please, brothers and sisters, do all you can to be holy. 
We need to be holy so that we can go home. We need to be holy, a holy living. We have to do what is right. We have to say what we should. You know, there's a way we should talk. There's a way that we should talk. There's a way we should do everything that we do. Because our God is holy. Only He can make us holy. And and holiness is so important because when I was when the Lord was was bringing me up and was was teaching me and raising me up, um, as to you know to become His child, to become a bride and everything, when He's teaching me. One of the first things that I learned, one of the first things he taught me was about praying. But then secondly, one of the second major things that I went through that the Holy Spirit taught me was holiness. And then, because I would would sleep and then I would wake up. And then when I wake up, the Holy Spirit would tell me not to, because I used to, when I was younger, I used to, when I was younger, I didn't really know all these things. I used to like read certain, um, I used to read and watch, I used to read certain like storybooks like manga and I used to watch certain um certain like cartoon like anime and and then the holy spirit when i woke up those who told me don't watch what you used to watch again don't watch it he told me he told me specifically um yes he told me specifically not to watch you know like he showed me not to watch these cartoons and these anime and to read these worldly books and all these things because back then I, I wasn't sure but then he was showing me generally that all these things that don't have anything to do with God. He wants his people to stay away from them. All the secular, worldly things. Because these things, when you read and you, you watch them, what they do is they begin to program your mind. They begin to change your thinking. They begin to make you compromise. They begin to make you see things differently. You would realize that your thoughts, sometimes you won't even realize, but they will change your thoughts. They will change your thinking. They will make you more open to sin. That's what they do. They make you think sinning is okay. They make you think saying some things is okay. They make you think that dressing in a certain way is okay. They make you think doing things is in a certain way is okay. When you watch these things, they will change your mind and your spirit and they'll make you open up to sin and they'll open up your spirit to allow demons to enter you. That's how serious it is. That's why if parents I encourage you, don't let your children watch certain games and cartoons and, and, and you have to make you have to make sure that, you know, you seek the Lord about everything that your child does. Because when I was younger I mean, thankfully, the, I could hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, so I would know that the Holy Spirit didn't want me to watch these cartoons and these things. But uh, because there's so much sin, there's you know a lot of kids that are in their like teenagers that still don't know because they don't even know because most of them don't know so much about God and most of them don't have a very personal relationship with God, so they don't even know what is really like. They think what they're doing is fine. And, you know, these things, they build up rebellion in people. These cartoons, they, they build up rebellion because as children watch these things, they learn to be rebellious. They put demons of rebellion will enter them. Demons of all kinds will enter them. Dem- it could be sexual demons that could enter them. It could be demons of worldliness, demons of disobedience, demons of pride and arrogance, demons of fleshliness, any kind of demon. As people watch and play these things, and they make people very unclean and very unholy. That is why it is very, very important. I ask all of you, I encourage all of you to do all you can to be pure, to be clean, to be holy, to be righteous, and to be spotless. And to be spotless. Because these things will not make you that. And if you're in these things, when the rapture happens, you're not. Because when it's time to go, only the clean will go. Or let's say if you're supposed to die and pass away. I mean, let's say if 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 it's someone's time, let's say if someone was to, I'm not going to say supposed to, but if if let's say someone's time was up and let's say they they supposedly something happened and they passed away because of these, um, let's say v- video games or movies or cartoons that that person has watched, 
that has opened up their mind and their spirit to demons. When the demons enter them, they become defiled. And when that person doesn't repent, if their time's up and something happens, um, let's say if they su were supposedly um, got attacked by something and they passed away, if they haven't repented, they're going to hell. So it's very important that you learn that holiness has a lot to do with your lifestyle. It has a lot to do with your lifestyle. It has a lot to do with everything. In fact, holiness is everything you do. It's like 100% everything you do. And everything you're doing, it's you're either doing something that's holy or not. People think there's a gray area, but it's it's either holy or not. It's like everything you do, it's either glorifying God or not. People think there's a gray A lot of people think there's a gray area where it's not necessarily, but that's a lie. That is a lie. There is no gray area. Because if they're gray, it means you're lukewarm. You're going to be spat out. There's Everything you're doing is either led by God or not led by God. There is no gray area. Because a lot of people say things that they don't understand. People think there's a gray area where you could they, you could be doing some things where but they might say, well, it's not necessarily glorifying God, but it's not necessarily against God. No, that's a lie. Everything that people do, it's either against God or for God. There's no gray area. That's why you need to hear the voice of God. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit so that you know. Because when you when the Holy Spirit comes into you, He's going to show you that there's no gray area. What people say is a gray area. They're just lying and deceiving people. Because is there a place for people that are in the gray zone? No. There's either heaven or hell. If you're if 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 you're gray, if you're like right between darkness and light, you're going straight to hell. There's no separate um um there's no separate place for them. It's like there's no gray area. Like if you're gray, you're considered as darkness sin. So make sure that you don't fall to this false lie or this false doctrine that's going around. That is making people think that um, there's a great air while you're doing something that is really not for God but is not also against God. No, that's not true. Everything you do, it's either for God or not for God. There's no two ways about it. Because in your life, God will either tell you do this or don't do that. God, like every, it either brings glory to God or doesn't. So make sure that you are led by the Holy Spirit. And all that you do, you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and to show you what to do and where to go and what to say and what to do and what not to do. Because, you know, as we are right now, there's very little wisdom and knowledge we have. We know nothing, but, but you know, there's a lot that the Lord requires of us. He requires us to be spotless. But only Him, only Jesus can help us to be spotless. No one else can. Only He can make us, cl can, can, can cleanse us and make us pure. So it includes everything. The songs you listen to. Do your best to make sure that you only listen to Christian songs. And you listen to songs that will encourage your spirit towards the Lord. Songs that will encourage you to live a, a life that is full of God's joy, His love, His peace, and His humility. Yes, the songs that people listen to are a very important part. Because the songs that people make have have um, have inspirations, okay? Sometimes people make songs because they're inspired by their flesh, or they're inspired by demons, or they're... They're, they're led by demons to make those songs, or or sometimes people make songs because of maybe something very horrible that is leading them to do it. So if someone makes a song like that, you will, usually you could see by the fruit of the song, you could see that the song will, will will have certain words, will tell a certain story, and will have a certain spirit behind it. And when people tend to listen to songs like that, the spirit in that song will sort of have an effect on them. It will have an effect on them. That's why as Christians, you have to make sure that you listen to songs that are mainly Christian. And even with Christian songs, you have to be careful. The ones that are truly Christian, you have to listen to 
You have to listen to songs you know that the Holy Spirit is okay or pleased with you listening to. Because the closer you get to the Lord, the more the Lord will show you how much you have to stay away from. Because there's so much pollution and there's so much darkness in this world and, and so much and so many things. Even in the technology that we have, there's times when even the technology that we have, like I would see like literal, um, like sometimes even in the computers, sometimes like I would see spiritually like there were like these red demons in the computer. I would literally see them. And sometimes when I'll try to do Christian things, the computer would just not allow me to do Christian things sometimes. Sometimes I'll try to do, like, Christian, I'll try to maybe call up brothers and sisters to pray, and sometimes the computer would just not, would, would just not yield to it, because demons will try, cause, and, and I would pr be praying. And then I would see, like, this dark, r like, horned creature in, in the computer, and I would see this in the computer. So that's how much this world is really corrupted. Even the technology is corrupted with demons and a lot of evil. And I've I've literally firsthand seen these things. Like like I've seen the demons that are in phones and in computers. I've seen them with my the, like with the spiritual eyes the Lord gave me. I've seen these demons. I've seen the 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 laptop. It's like a demon in a laptop. It's like a this red demon with horns. And yeah, I've seen these awful creatures. Yeah, like so much in the world is corrupted and. The closer you get to the Lord, the Lord will lead you to do certain things. I'm not saying just do, like, just, I'm not saying, I'm not saying run away from everything. I'm saying that leave everything as the Holy Spirit tells you. But literally, you will have to let everything in the world go. But there are some things that the Lord will let you do. Um, because He wants you to use it to glorify Him. Because, because it's like, because it's it's different for everyone. For someone the Lord would be using them, you know, on, let's say, on on, an, on a network or, let's say, in a place doing something to glorify them, for doing something to glorify God. So it's different for every single person. It's, it's different for every single person. Yes, it's going to be different for everyone because for everyone, depending on their level, the Lord speaks to everyone depending on their level and, depend, and, and what they should do because the Lord reveals things to people differently depending on their level and depending on what they're going through. Yes, it's different for everyone because for someone the Lord might might, you know, allow them to use a computer for his glory because that person could use a computer to save so many souls. And through the computer, through the work they're doing online, they could God could use it to let them save so so many souls. And for someone, the Lord might have a special plan and a special purpose for them, something different and might tell them, I don't want you to have anything to do with the computer. Like for sometimes they might say, Don't don't have anything to do with technology. I want you to just be with me and I, I'll show you something. So it's different. But but while for someone the Lord could because of the work that they were doing for the Lord, the Lord could allow them or lead them to, you know, use the computer and and use and use the computer to evangelize, to preach, to to do websites, to, to, to do Christian videos. So it's different for everyone. So that's why you have to really get your you're yet to get close to God and know what God wants you to do because depending on your level that you are the level that you're on with the Lord depending on where you've reached with the Lord the Lord will tell you what to do he's going to either tell you I want you to to because there was there are times where I knew the Lord would lead me to do work too sometimes he'll let you do things like sometimes you lead me to I know to pray and to pray people to pray with people or to call people or he might let you do things with a computer or technology and sometimes he might tell you, stay away from this 
he could let you know to stay away from this technology. He could he could tell you use this, don't use this. He could let you know. So it's different for everyone and what the Lord does. But generally, this is what I just want you to do. I want you to just have a strong, solid, personal relationship with the Lord, so that you know exactly what the Lord requires of you. Let me go back to the to, to the songs and the music. Because some songs are inspired by demons and some songs are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And you need to be careful what you listen to. If you listen to the songs inspired by demons, your spirit is open up. Because because those songs are designed to allow demons to come to live. in. They're designed to, to influence you, to allow demons to enter your heart and to enter your soul. So when you keep listening to those, demons will enter and you become unclean and you sin and then you get closer to hell. But when you listen to songs of the Holy Spirit... Then your spirit will change. The light and the presence of God will fill you. You'll repent. You'll see how the Holy Spirit will use that song to change you and to minister to you. And you know, it, 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 like it invokes presence. Like music will invoke a certain presence. Like if you listen to a song that is of God, it will invoke the presence of God. If you listen to demonic songs, it usually invokes presence of demons. Because, I mean, I have seen it before when... I saw the, this group of people that were listening to a very unclean song and they were happy enjoying it. And I saw how demons were just manifest. I saw demons appear in the party, wherever they were, and the demons manifested, and they were going around doing such evil things where the people were. The demons were just, the demons were in the room with them, and I saw, like, people, demons were beginning to be expressed, like, like, people were manifesting demons because of that demonic, sinful, worldly song they were listening to. That's why people have to be really careful what they listen to, because certain things you listen to, they could allow demons to enter into you through your ear gate. Demons could just get into you through your ear. It's like an opening to your soul, your ear. What you listen to influences you a lot. It's like a, a, a gate to your soul. That's why you know faith comes by hearing. When people hear the word of God, their spirits are changed. It changes everything about them. They're influenced by God. When they hear the word of God, their faith rises up. When people also hear things of Satan, it also gives them another effect. It either depresses them, it makes them feel sad, or it opens up doors to let demons oppress them. That's why I have to be careful everything you listen to because it's all very crucial and very important in becoming holy. When you're becoming holy, you have to holiness is every part of your lifestyle. Every everything, every part of your lifestyle, everything you do. So make sure that you do everything as the Lord is telling you to because so much in this world is corrupted. The devil is corrupting everything, just everything. I've seen a lot of darkness and a lot of things I said earlier with the with the with the, with the laptop. I did see that. Because the Lord was, I was using it to to pray with people, and then sometimes these demons would just take a hold of the computer and would not even, they would like they wouldn't want it to even work. They would they just would disconnect the lines and so much evil. And then when we would pray, everything would just be restored. And I knew that it was, and I could literally see the demons. So I knew I knew the Lord was showing me that there is a lot of darkness in this world now, and the Lord wants you to completely stay away from this. Stay away. The Lord wants you to have absolutely nothing to do with this world. You want to have nothing to do with this world. But he will tell you and he will lead you to do it in the way he should. Because for some people, the Lord might lead them to school. And they're not going to school because they're, because, because they have, because, because let's say they're worldly. But there some people are going to school to preach and to evangelize. Because I, I met a lot of people in school that would come into school just to preach and to share the word of God. Because, you know, God has different plans and different purposes for people. But they, they would they would go into schools to preach and to share the word of God. People would go into hospitals and to preach. So although we're living in the world, we should not be a part of the world. We shouldn't do things in the world the way the world does it. We're not a part of the world. 
but we live in the world. So although there's, you know, a lot of things going on, whatever you do, whatever you find yourself in, wherever you find yourself in, um, whatever the Lord leads you to do, just do it to glorify Him. The Lord could lead you to do anything. It could be anything the Lord could lead you to do. The Lord could lead you to do anything. He could lead you to a place. He could lead you to a school, to to a business place, to a hospital. But wherever He leads you to go, go there and do His work. He could lead you to go there and to evangelize and to spread His word and and do everything the Lord tells you. Because the Lord could you know could use us in any circumstance for His glory. But if the Lord also tells you to leave a certain place or do something, you have to do it. You have to make sure that you obey the word of God and do exactly as he tells you. So you have to make sure that you have absolutely nothing to do with this world. Like in your heart, make sure that you're not, your heart is not after this world or your heart is not after man or what man wants, but your heart is after God. I mean, we're in this world and sometimes the Lord will, will let you do things in this world for his glory. He might let you be be in a certain organization. He might let you be there so that he uses you to save the people. Or he might let you not be anywhere at all. He might just let you stay here and don't go anywhere. Just stay here and worship. He could he could lead you in, in wherever he leads. He could lead you in different places. But wherever he lets you go, you just have to obey and do what he calls you to do. But you have to make sure that, you know, you're out of this world. You're, in your heart, you're not for this world. And you're led by God to do everything you do. If If God is telling you to do something, then do it. But if God is not telling you, then be very, very careful. Because there's a very there's a, there's a worldly spirit that is rising up so much in the world right now, and is rising up so bad. And it needs to be brought down by the power of God. And you know it's going to be brought down through you know in this great revival, the the power of God is going to come so greatly. But we need to keep repenting and keep preparing. Yes, we need to keep preparing for this revival, and that is in you know in holiness, because God will use a vessel of honor that has been purged, that has been made clean, you know that is holy, that that has given up you know the the sins of this world, that has given up the abomination in this world, and that has made herself ready. And so, brother and sister, just keep on praying, just keep on fighting, keep on seeking the Lord with all diligence, keep doing everything that you know that the Lord is leading you to do, whatever thing it is you know that the Lord is calling you to do. Do your best. Make sure that you do it. Put the Lord above all else. Don't trust in man. Trust only in God because only the Lord can take you where you need to be. And only Him, only the Lord could show you what you need to, to, to do. So com- so make sure that you're completely out of the world. Like your spirit, because all they're living in the world, make sure that your spirit is not in the world. Like you don't have the spirit, a spirit that is of the world. You're living in the world, but for now... But your spirit is in heaven, and you you love everything about God, and your your spirit is in heaven with Him. But on earth, you're living here just to do what He tells you to. So, if you're on earth, and the Lord is telling you, maybe go to um, a store or supermarket, go there, and I want you to to evangelize and spread the word of God there. Then you go there. If the Lord tells you, um, go here, do this, do this, and then you do it. Make 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 sure that you're doing it, not because of your own heart or because of what you want, but you're doing it because of God, because God can even use the things in the world for His glory. He can, because He can use anything for His glory. But make sure that your heart is not in it. You're not doing it because you want to do it, but you're doing it because God tells you to. Because God could could let. You